0: Right then, welcome or welcome back to the Midnight Podcast where we have super in-depth, authentic, super transparent, open conversations with an array of different entrepreneurs from many different industries. I really want to make this a podcast known for going super in-depth on loads of topics that other podcasts are scared to speak about. I feel like most stuff out there these days is just super surface level, super vanilla and doesn't really answer the questions that viewers and listeners want to hear. So that's what we're trying to do. Keep it real and keep it raw. Sure you'll get a huge amount of value listening or watching the pod wherever you are and if you do don't forget to subscribe recommend it to a friend leave a like and a comment and just let us know what you think and yeah really hope you enjoy this episode Like we're back with episode 57 i think of the midnight pod we're back in miserable london zach seems to think it's the cleanest city in the fucking world i mean yeah like strange. Just walking around it but we have zach murray from triple whale and foreplay which we're going to get into both and obviously ollie's co-hosting again first episode in 2023 in the original location only six more weeks in this flat before i move to a new venue so hopefully it will be as good if not better than this one but the barley episodes are fun, everyone got very fucking ill. We are now back to reality, back in the trenches, and back in 2023, midnight pod. First question, as always, and actually, just for context, how how well do you know each other? Because obviously, you put oh. us in touch and arranged this.
1: Not, like, massively well. We we
0: met we each met, other at Geek Out two yeah, times twice. last year. We like,
1: two, two, met at two events so this is the third time and I messaged
0: Four Play support the other day on, on live chat trying to cancel an account because we have a duplicate one thinking I was just speaking to some bot because I just put like cancel and you replied and and then I didn't reply to your nice response about oh we're going
1: to see you at the weekend
0: and then I was like oh fuck a true
1: bootstraps sauce.
0: yeah exactly exactly first question I guess as always well it's not really a question we just dive into everything how do you start like where mm-hmm. are you from what do you do We'll get into loads of shit. Yeah. I know very little, to be honest, yeah. as is normally the case. The least researched podcast
1: host of all time. I don't know if that's a good thing. You keep shelling it. <laughs> so I'm just kinda <laughs> <of, is laughs> good it at this point. Is it, it gonna turn some people away eventually? But yeah. Yeah, it works, it flows, so yeah, yeah, probably.
2: Um, yes, yeah, so I'm from like just outside of Toronto, Canada. Um, moved to Toronto for like school, dropped out in the second year, and then from like sixteen until uh like 20 i was like doing a lot of just agency stuff uh mainly but not like e stuff just like building websites doing like some design stuff a little bit of, like animation work and a, a lot of just taking overflow from like larger agencies in the city things like that um and then i had met a guy that was drop shipping and i was just like this seems pretty cool there's
0: always a drop shipper.
2: yeah and um know, sorry yeah and he was like building a a brand that he started drop shipping and he kind of just like spinning up new ones and then so we just started like we really got along and so we started just trying new ideas and and one kind of like stuck and it was we just like a few winning products for like a bohemian home decor brand and so we like scaled that like really really fast and then it like crashed just as fast fast as well um along that time like i got like introduced to like e-commerce and just like yeah, direct response marketing and all that kind of stuff and started to really, really enjoy it. Um, and so along that journey, we started an agency called Foreplay, me and him. And then about like two years into us working together, I kind of just decided that I wasn't, I didn't really want like a partner anymore. And I kind of wanted, I had like a lot of ideas that I wanted to start fleshing out myself. So, um, yeah, we sold the e-commerce brand that at the time was like kind of like 50% dropshipping, 50% like our own products. Um yeah, I mainly like bohemian home decor stuff and wall art, <laughs> and uh, and then so we we sold the brand. I bought him out of the agency, and then I started building Foreplay. Um, yeah, that's pretty much like the story, like the professional
0: story. Did you go to story. like college then? Just go back a second. You yeah, no. 16, so I 20. moved to
2: Toronto. Yeah, so I moved to Toronto when I was like 18 for college. Stayed there for two years, but dropped out in second. Yeah. Um, like at the time, I was uh, I was doing a lot of just like freelance design work for like other apps, other. Like, honestly, like anything you could take kind of shit, and I would just, like, figure it out.
0: Um, yeah.
1: Is this the first American slash Canadian guest you've had? No.
0: No, it's Canadian, right? Or is he American? No, it's American. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So okay. obviously had him. No, also had
1: Jordan Welch. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. So we've okay. two just, Americans. Just my own reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> first um, Canadian, yeah. I think. All right. Global. Yeah,
0: yeah Jordan's definitely American, yeah, yeah. I think.
1: Yeah. Okay. I was just checking I am always interested to know like from the outside looking in, from knowing the UK and not knowing those two countries, I feel like there's so much more entrepreneurial places, which is just interesting. Definitely seems to like from like a college college perspective and just like a tall
0: poppy syndrome, whatever it is. Well
2: Canada Canada, like I wouldn't say is like very entrepreneurial at all. Like you like we have like a little bit of like spillover from the US, but like the difference in Canada and the US, like just like, it, yeah it's insane um, I'm not a huge fan of Canada or like Canadians in general like just, I just don't like the way they think they are very like scarcity mindsetted and um, especially if you're building like a business like that's kind of just for the Canadian market you very quickly just only think the world is as big as Canada and
1: mm. um, I think you get that here The like, English people are scarcity mindset well, yeah scarcity definitely. mindset they're very like hard to sell to they're like very pessimistic mm no trust whereas Americans are just like take my fucking money let's like go most of the time if you've got a good product
2: I think like when I I spent a lot of time in the US last year and when I was there what I had realized was just like how much more open people were specifically in business to just like take meetings talk to you and just like even help you like specifically if you're in like a sub market like I spent a lot of time in Austin and like Arizona and if you're not in like one of like the big cities it's there is this like feeling of like camaraderie that you guys are like Working like, I don't mm-hmm. know, it's just like a way better vibe than I've had ever, like in Canada. Um,
1: yeah, cause you see, like, the films where they're like, oh, there's like, and maybe it's not true, but there's like, on, there's a lot of, it feels like even at college, there's a lot of entrepreneurial stuff going on, whereas at university, today, it just feels like it's there's just nothing. just binge drinking and fucking. It's just like nothing, it's yeah. just education, whereas I feel like they're a lot more supportive, which is interesting. So I wonder if it's, how much easier it is. Well, there's not nothing's easy, but like, obviously, you say Canada's, Canada just sounds a bit like the UK which is kind of yeah I've never never heard that the comparison between Canada and
0: the US that's interesting you kind of assume they're like culturally similar from the outside
2: yeah like in a lot of ways we are like and obviously there's a lot of Americans in the US and a lot of Canadians in in America and like that kind of stuff but specifically I'm talking about in like business mind like that kind of mindset is starkly different Mm. Um, in a lot of ways I feel like Americans, they do so kind of believe in the American dream and like all that kind of stuff, and like that's not a common kind of thing, thing that people rally right. around in Canada. Um, but yeah, I mean, with, still a good place to live. With, yeah,
1: with the agency, did you mainly service? So obviously, you started that. And that's how it got ledges triple L, which I, mm-hmm. we can carry on down the story, I guess. But with the agency, did you mainly service Canadian, U.S., and then beyond that, ecom? Just you said, kind of is, just is everything. that an
0: ad agency? Sorry, was that,
1: was that an SMMA agency or what? It
0: was
2: once I started dropshipping, yeah. but we also were still doing like a lot of stuff that I was doing before. So. Everyone
0: starts dropshipping, even you and me, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This back? This
1: one, there's a dropshipper that forks the path in everyone's yeah. life somewhere, <laughs> for better or worse. <laughs> it either takes you, yeah. you either go deep or you... Yeah. Oh, then you split again and go to non-crooked pursuits yeah <laughs> legit
0: quick one fellas you probably heard a few months ago I dropped an e-com course a very fucking guru of me but it's not that I promise you zero to one how to start a brand from scratch with no budget some budget a bit of budget take your idea from a bedroom to reality to potentially seven eight figures in sales like I've done a few times based on my seven years of experience in the trenches and my current experience building my current brand space goods it's no bullshit no frills we've had like 75 people go through so far not a single person That's for a reason fun plenty of people have actually built some seriously impressive shit covers every aspect of the business not just the front end stuff like most gurus on youtube and twitter are talking about not just product market and all that shit but the real shit the logistics the back end the supply chain the customer service the finances as well this covers the whole spectrum every part 12 hours of video if you're interested in scaling a brand zero to one actually turning your idea finally into a reality then click the link below go check out learn real commerce course and let me know what you think i'll be glad to have you in there let's fucking go
2: I mean, I was always, like, very much, like, focused on the creative side of things, doing, like, design and production, and then my business partner was the one doing, like, the ad buying. Like, I've never really, like, honestly put much time into, like, buying ads myself. That was kind of always him, and I was just, like, supporting on, like, the other side of things. And I was also, because I was doing agency stuff before that for, like, a wider range of businesses, not, like, direct response um, e-commerce, yeah, I, I brought in, like, a lot of clients. There was, like, some apps and, like, gaming and stuff like that that we, like, kind of partnered up really really early on. They did like a series A. We produced like a bunch of like high production commercials and like things like that. Yeah. Um, and so we did like a, a wide range of stuff. When it became four plays, when we were like very much more focused on D2C, we were using like that team to support like Nomadic Fabrics, like the brand at the time. Who did you um, run that with? My it was my ex-business partner. Oh, okay. Um and yeah, and I did like it was me and him doing the agency and yeah. that. And we had like a few other like kind of degenerate drop shipping whole things as well, but like <laughs>
1: yeah because yeah, nice. um, yeah, like, obviously you're very designed for i actually think you two are very like design based are quite similar i feel like when you look at not like obviously identical but the vibe behind the way that space goods is branded and the vibe behind how you've taken triple Well, which is obviously what you're doing now isn't that too dissimilar and obviously, I don't know you as well I know him, but I just think like the way. You, shit. I even think the way you design is very similar. The way you think is obviously I, again, don't know the depth of your thinking as much as Matt, but from the front end looks fairly similar, and the mm. creative like the creativity behind it, which is quite interesting.
2: I'm like just generally like a very nostalgic person, hmm. yeah. like in, a, so, in like a so lot of ways he. in my oh, life. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, even though I do have like a lot of, uh, I'm pretty positive about the future in my own life. I think in terms of like society, I'm much more nostalgic about like the past in a lot of ways. And um, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of in terms of that. And honestly, the triple whale stuff in terms of like the design, it was very like, it wasn't like a master plan. It was like an iterative thing from like when we launched Pixel. And then it was like, okay, let's just like lean into this. Like people like it. And it's kind of just like went on from there. Um,
0: And yeah. Wait, so... uh i'm confused so agency foreplay triple well oh so where triple, do they all fit and, yeah, where do they and they fit? the timeline so
2: the timeline would have been uh middle of 2021 i i was like living in mexico with my ex-business partner i like one day just like had this like gut feeling that's just like i want to i want to move on from like this and i want to do something new like walk downstairs and i was just like Hey, dude! I want to do something new, and like See I don't ya. want to do it with you. And like I think there's just one thing when you're, <laughs> mm. you're doing a bunch yeah. of stuff with like one person, there's this like expectation that any new thing that you want to start, you kind Possibly. of give them like first whatever. Yeah. And I, I just like didn't want
1: that, and so I just like I, I want to do something new. I want to do it alone, and I rate that. A lot of people would be shy away from a difficult conversation like that, I and mean, I feel like some of those difficult conversations. Sure are just so necessary yeah and like on. i look
2: back it was like probably one of the best Dis- yeah. Dis- like in the same way that like starting stuff with him was probably one of the best decisions i've made like just, looking back ending it was also one of the best yeah. decisions um and then i was in like very much like a flux period um the actual the reason like the way that triple O got like folded into it is that, like i had a bunch of these like agency clients i bought him out of the agency and like i needed to kind of service this even though i knew it wasn't like my long-term play and so it's just like asking around being like is there any like agencies that want like white label from like the media buying side of things Sorry, the agency was called four players yeah right yeah yeah Yeah, it gets a little bit (laughs) kind of confusing so like yeah Yeah. four players an agency and then i got introduced to like alan porter um he was like a friend of a friend and i was like hey man can you just like take over these clients that i have from like a media buying perspective and he did and then he invested in triple well i took like a really early on call for the investment in triple well and then if they just started asking me to do like a lot more projects with them like they were really lean at the time like yeah 110 people
1: Man, um that is a mad opportunity yeah, yeah that was, is a that is when the did they unicorn? launch like not long ago so i t- i took the call with it's them. barely 2 years now it's probably 20 months maybe 22 months yeah cuz i took a call pretty early on with them cuz i got intro to them through Forgotten the founder's name, AJ. AJ, I took a call with AJ, obviously the founder. Yeah, and he was like, uh, We were like one of the first agencies that joined the platform, and it was definitely the first UK agency. (laughs) And I was just chatting, he was just like showing me, he actually showed me like some weird influencer setup he had for his brand, that Madison, Madison Braids, Madison Braids. And then he showed me Triple Whale, and it was just the analytics platform. And then he was like walking me through how the pixel was coming, etc., etc., because it was like post iOS. And they'd obviously pivoted pretty heavy towards that, but that, and I, that I thought that that was must have been like fairly early on in the in the process. Oh, that's process. like super early on. If it's pre or it's... I still, don't think I realized how early it on was, and then I got offered the opportunity to invest in it, and I said, "At uh, what valuation?" Uh, like, must have been seed round, like pretty early. It was like minimum checks were 100k USD. Oh, so like I had when I had the call, the
2: minimum checks were twenty five, yeah. So you I were know probably, people, I know people that were like getting in when it was
0: like minimum Jack's ten, and it was like nah. yeah. So I was probably right, maybe third. Yeah, I think I was just before. The same fact, so It's
1: always twenty twenty though, isn't it? With anything like that, because you don't, you yeah, don't know yeah. it's going to become it was, like, yeah. it was yeah. pre. It was pre Series A. I think it was just before you went and did the Series it's like A. Like all the
0: people that didn't invest in space goods.
1: Yeah, true. <laughs> they they it, was, it, was, a, it was just. It was just before we invested in you, but it's like that, it that was soon. It was yeah, it was pre only. Series like, A, and I was like. At the time, it looked like a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, hindsight—fucking would it, would do it, n- it would a hundred times over. It yeah, like, yeah. but it's yeah weird to look back. But it's probably I mean, it must be one of the most fastest growing valuations of a tech company in the last however many years. Not like fa- the fastest, but like pr- no, in like, the e-coms, but it will be up there. Defo, yeah. like especially outside America, right? Because it's what Israel based. Hybrid. No, Hybrid. The actual companies
2: in America, but the dev, the dev team is in Israel.
1: Right. There's a lot of good talent in Israel. Mm-hmm. I had a call with a company called Fondue. Do you know them? Okay, yeah, I've heard of it though. Yeah, they're like, uh, instead of doing discounts, they give cash back. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that as well. I had a call with a founder, a really funny sales call actually, a character. Um, but they, they they've he's based in Israel. Um, you see, There's a lot of dev talent out there and quite a lot of e stuff, isn't there? Yeah. Which you wouldn't just, if, if you don't know that and someone told you that, you'd be like, what? Yeah, I mean, they had like
2: a couple like as like a country had a couple wins in terms of startups like Ways and like some other like, yeah. massive, massive companies, right? So it's like, yeah, it's a good hub and um, yeah, it's even just like a good vibe out there in terms of like how hard people work and things like that. It's, it's pretty
1: cool. Um, yeah. Anyway, I pulled you away from your story, um, so you got intro okay. to them through Alan, Alan who you like the media. Yeah, yeah. So
2: I had the first call I ever had was like a, a call to invest. Yeah, and then they just started asking me at the time I had pivoted like a lot of the agency work to just doing motion design. Um, and so we were mainly doing like software, or sorry, motion design for software companies. Yeah. So just like animated explainer videos, launch videos, things like that. Um, and that was like going really, really well, but I, got- I wanted to start software. And so I was like, ha- I was like working on for like, it's working on the, at the time, like my current company played the software it was called Addison. And I was like, Okay, yeah, okay, like this could be like a good opportunity to kind of get connected to these guys who like are building in the space, all that kind of <laughs> stuff. <bad> decision, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, and so yeah, we did just, like a really couple really good projects together. We did like their launch video. We did um, the launch of like the Pixel, so we did like the design and everything like that for the launch of the Pixel. And then they just kind of kept asking me to do more stuff, and and then came on full time, probably like October of last year. And it's just been like a rocket ship since then. I've like learned a ton and yeah. scaled foreplay at the same time, like the software specifically. Um, yeah, it's been like a ton of fun just like to build in the industry. And in a lot of ways, like I look back to when I was doing e-commerce and it's like, if I had Triple Whale at the time, like I was very much like like most dropshippers, like a very yeah. messy operator. And if I had something, like we were trying to like set up dashboards, like Supermetrics and all this like yeah. bullshit. And I was like, if, if there was like a solution like Triple Whale, like I think my outcome with I mean,
1: with the business would have been
2: a lot different, a lot more positive. Um,
1: yeah. Well, yeah, it fixes a real problem. There's not much better vehicles to be in other than if you don't like, along, if, especially if alongside your own company, that's probably the best vehicle to be in in terms of learning and growth in the e-commerce space right now. Triple mm. Whale well is a company. So that, yeah. how fast they're growing is pretty mad. So yeah, you, you've got it, but you don't use it properly <laughs> from looking in your dashboard yesterday um well there's quite a lot of competitors but
0: i use the dashboard but that's not set up properly either um i
1: don't, I don't use the triple pixel because akm use some other custom stuff yeah they use statless don't they statless is like a competitor there's quite a lot of competitors it's mm. just like statless looks I, horrible. It's like horrible I, I don't use well. it
0: they use it because uh, they say they like it but it looks like a child's fucking project i like, with- it
2: looks so bad i mean in a lot of ways like It is like an internal project of an agency, right? So it's like, if you take someone that's like only focused on software and you take someone that's like building an agency and then trying to build software on the side, it's like, you could see how like those outcomes, I mean, I do think starting software as an agency is good because you have like so much domain expertise and like, you know, the problems. But at the end of the day, it's like, it is so much work to build really good software and like so much attention. And so I think if you just like play it out over a series of time
1: whoever's like yeah.
2: focused on the software is going to build a better software so I mean right? like
1: there's that like Northbeam Triple Whale argument which was a weird thing never even heard Northbeam Northbeam's again it's like it's, it is fundamentally quite a good product but it looks horrible when you use it and now I feel like Triple Whale the size and valuation that it's at it's, it's now almost the same as making a decision between Shopify and another econ platform It's now, why would I choose Hmm. something that has a smaller dev team that's going to release features way slower, that's iterating slower, that's not supporting the community as much. So it's just a no-brainer to choose Shopify. We actually had a... We're about to onboard a client who decided to move away from Shopify to say WordPress or some bullshit. ...to some (laughs) fucking platform called Odoo, which is just like, I was like... I got on a call I with don't and I was understand like, how these platforms like, get customers please don't do this I was like please just don't do this like, should convert. it makes no sense mm. it makes no sense but he's done it and it's, his website's horrible hopefully don't listen to this um, if he does he it does um, it's just one of those decisions that it's just like when you actually think about it logically it makes no sense to use something else yeah it's funny I used
0: what did I used briefly like two years ago forgotten the platform what's the other one um not WooCommerce.
1: Oh, uh, big commerce, big commerce. Yeah, big commerce. Yeah, I've forgotten doing why that. now. There you was mean, some reason because of, with with the neon setup, it was. I think it was custom. I remember you doing that, and I remember you going, "That's a terrible there idea." There was some
0: custom setup we couldn't do on Shopify, and then I, then I re- remember thinking, "What the fuck have I done?" It's just like so much admin. It's just stupid it and shocking. Um. So, f- foreplay the app then. Mm-hmm. So the agency is originally called that. You get involved in Triple World from the agency, and then it becomes full time. What then happens to the agency, and then how does that become... There's always these fucking flies, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So How does that become the the app? The app. So
2: when I bought my partner out of the agency, I knew I wasn't going to keep doing agency stuff. We kind of just kept servicing clients because, like, one, they were a little bit reliant on us, and, like, the cash flow wasn't bad. And so um, I was, like, most of my, like, dedicated focus time was going towards, like, I want to build software. And so I had, like, four or five different ideas, and I was just, like, playing with them, and just running little tests and like talking to people I knew and like, whatever. It was called Addison at the time, the the saving ads from Facebook and stuff like that. I was like, that's the one where I had the most positive response. Like I'm gonna go ahead and build this. And so I like, I found like a developer on Upwork. I did like all of the UI design myself. And then we built like an MVP and then launched it. Um, And then for like the first like few months, just like working through like all of like the bugs that come with like having a software and just stuff that like, most people that sign up don't tell you there's a bug and so if you're only getting like two signups yeah. a day it takes like multiple days for you to ever even realize that that bug
0: exists and yeah. like one of them for example was like for the longest time what the fuck is this space goods space rainbow dust version one my newest entrepreneurial econ brand venture i spent six months in the trenches building this shit from scratch we launched six weeks ago what's it all about the next generation wellness brand with a long-term vision So essentially consumerize the pending psychedelic consumer goods market, which might sound absolutely ridiculous, we're not quite there yet. The market's massively illegal. But what is this? Rainbow Dust version one is an all-in-one mushroom and adaptogenic blend designed to unlock your supernatural self. Essentially, experience a sharper focus, sustained energy, zen-like calm throughout the day. It's an all-in-one powder. Tastes like fucking hot chocolate. Tastes delicious. Works great. Looks great. Feels amazing. Essentially, the broader concept here was to legally imitate a psychedelic microdose and like I said, experience those symptoms. You can mix it with anything. brownies, bake brownies with it, mix it with your coffee, have it without coffee, replace your coffee, put it into a protein shake, it's super fucking versatile, it tastes great, it replaces the stack of supplements I was previously taking, but you need to try this shit, it would definitely change the way you work, get you into that deep workflow, I obviously think that myself, plenty of 1000 plus first customers think the exact same shit, it's not just a pretty packaging, it actually works really fucking well, keto, vegan, all that good shit, trust me, you need to try it for yourself, let's scale this shit to the moon, SpaceGoods.com Get on your Rainbow Dash subscription And see how you fucking feel Let's do it for the boys SpaceGoods.com
2: If you downloaded the Chrome extension Your browser language wasn't in English It just like completely didn't work Because like <laughs> That's
0: a pretty big problem Right but like
2: <laughs> If I am if I never change my browser But like most people would just like Sign into it They would try it And like this isn't fucking working And then, yeah. and then whatever And it took like There was no way Like there's no logical way For us to ever yeah. You know think about this and It was because like the Chrome extension was, atta- was like injecting itself on the page and attaching to a word that if that word was different, no longer would exist. That's bad. And so it's just like little things like that is like what we had worked through. And so, yeah, the transition from agency to app was like, um, well, it, was, it took a while. Like yeah. it just like, it was just like, you kind of kept building. And then when you're, ever, you're building a software, it's like most people start with like freelancers and stuff like that if they don't have a technical co-founder. But like that gets old really quick. Like you yeah. just can't. Not having someone that's, like, invested in the project from a technical point of view, it's, like, almost impossible. Um And so, like, even when I talk to people that are, like, building a software and they're, like, oh, I yeah, have, like, this team that's working on it. And I was, like, okay, that's good. Like, it's, it's going to get your MVP. But, like, 100% of your time should, outside of that, should be going to, like, finding a technical co-founder, co-founder. or, like, someone that yeah. can just come onto the project and be, like, committed to it. Um, he has got some
1: horrible stories around technical co- around his CTO self. Who does No right? from Social snowball. Oh yeah, oh dude, he's like some horrible. horrendous stories. That I think you might have got into them on your pod already. Yeah, a few. Um do you, so do you have a technical co wait before context if you go to foreplay.co, just explain what it you'll explain you, it you better give, than me. G- give a little pitch of what it is. Yeah, yeah. Just so everyone knows what it is. I use it by the way. It. I so also we use it for both our agencies and our e commerce company. Yeah, so, Every day, so. yeah,
2: foreplay is like the best way to manage your pre-production process for ad inspiration, um, briefing, everything like that. And so we have a Chrome extension that lets you save ads from Facebook ad library, from TikTok. Like everybody kind of knows if you use Facebook ad library, the pain of copying a link, sending it to someone that link that ad gets taken down. Now it like shoots a 404. Um, and so we allow you to build mood boards from Facebook ad library, from TikTok creative center and TikTok organic share boards, share links with your internal team. Um, and we also have a discovery library that is like every ad saved from everyone on the platform. Um, and so yeah. you can like search that by
1: keyword and- That's mad. That's that's uh, a massive, that's one of the biggest value ads. The, the thing you're bringing out soon about the time that an ad's been up. Yeah, yeah, so and that's that's fully in the it's line. Basically. Yeah, basically. Because if you're mm-hmm. not gonna run it after a thousand days if it's not printing money for you consistently. I mean, yeah most cases. So like we that.
2: have like close to two hundred thousand ads now saved by our users. And so now yeah. you could like I like did a couple filters, it's not in the platform yet, but I could like a couple filters myself, and I was just like, Okay, like, search just like dogs. Long, and then sort by longest running. And like you find just like winners, Genes, yeah. you know, that have just been like, okay, this has been running for three years. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, people have been using that. Um, and then we've also just launched like a briefing feature for brief- briefing your editors, briefing uh, content creators and stuff like that. And so the overall vision is to, from the moment like a media buyer or someone on the team is like, we need new ad creative, all the way through the asset being ready to like deploy in platform,
1: we want to like own that workflow. I think the cost to value ratio is the, the it's the best app we use for our business Could to put th- its price up now uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah but it is like for, for other than maybe just cause other than Notion just cause that's what we run all our com- the company through I've never touched that it's just like you, you, just need a, you need organized. a PM software. Like it's, it's so mad how many businesses don't have a I project management software. Yeah, because you're, you're obviously you don't. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, you have to have a PM above a certain well, size. I've used ClickUp before, but I just sacked it. Yeah, you have to have something above a certain size because otherwise it's communication bottlenecks, which is just mm-hmm. annoying. But other than that, I think it's the mo- it's with how important creative is. It's the best value for money software you can get if you're an e-commerce owner or. or a agency
2: i'm glad you feel that way
0: (laughs) how much does it cost to build a software like that and at least like how much time initially when you went from like idea because you said you had a few ideas going from idea, why did you land on that one as well
2: on just talking to people yeah just talking to people like yeah i would use that or like yeah i have that problem and Mm. um i was talking to a friend actually who has like another software company his is in like the sales niche but he, he built his his app off of like LinkedIn sales navigator and like just adding more functionality to that. And so I saw a lot of parallels like talking to him, being like, oh, like I can build this software off off of Facebook ad library. Like there's already adoption that people use Facebook ad library.
1: That's what they say that you should do. You should either build on top of something that people use at at scale, or you should iterate on something that's already better and make it like 5% better than it is or have a different feature, yeah.
2: Yeah, so that that was kind of like the the thesis around it. and like, I had the problem myself, like I, I, when I was running the yeah. agency, I had everybody in the team always, there was, we had like a weekly call and it's like, everybody needed to bring five new ad ideas to the table for like all of our clients. And like, they were putting them in like these like slide decks, like it was like hard to like, they couldn't yeah. embed the videos, it was just like the most annoying process. And so like, I, I always just wanted this tool to build mood boards of ads yeah. anyway. Um, and so it, it just seemed like it was like the one that was like the most aligned to a problem that I was having. And then when talking to people, it was like, oh yeah, that, but like, to be fair, Um, there was like a large gap between like our MVP, which like solved the problem, but like, wasn't that great to use. Yeah. And like, we really didn't start growing until we solved the problem and it was like a great product to use. Um,
0: how long was that between the first three?
2: Probably three or four months. And like in that process was finding like a technical co-founder who I found through a friend. He first came on, like still working a full-time job, job as a developer at a different company. And then, yeah, eventually kind of went, he went full-time April of this year.
1: Um, We've just MVP'd an app just in terms of technical co-founder. We don't have a technical co-founder right now. To take, it's a peer-to-peer betting app using starting the gaming oh, Dude, you
2: told me this idea when you were in Barcelona. It's... And I was like, I've had like I've always wanted this because like I'm not really a gambler, yeah. but I love betting gambling, against, betting against friends, my yeah. fucking friends. You it's know,
1: it's like, like a, it's like a peer-to-peer betting app where it's the goal is to facilitate. I shouldn't. I don't know if I should say this because we're already in MVP stage. Maybe we. Oh yeah, because all the fucking viewers um, are gonna. Start a well, it cost us, it cost us a lot to build an MVP. For an app on your phone, I was so unaware how fucking expensive it is to even get to a point where it's...
0: Oh, you've done that already?
1: Yeah. I is this ca- one you're trying to raise money for? Yeah, we're raising money at the moment. We're going to need a fair whack of cash to turn it into a working product. Um, but it facilitates peer-to-peer betting. So if I was to say, I bet you five pounds, I don't really play games anymore, but like, it's starting in the gaming niche. So if I was going to play with like FIFA or something, we'd be like five Quid both put it into the platform. Winner submits proof and takes it. But the vision is to get to a point where if you were going to play golf against someone, if you were going to bet again on anything peer to peer, so me to you, you'd use this app rather than cash. So, like, obviously, now we use quite a lot of cash in society. I do think eventually it would probably be cashless, yeah. Um, but I didn't realize how expensive it is. We need to, we either need to raise a lot of money or find a technical. How expensive code, has it know? been? I think it cost us 260k to get an MVP. Holy shit, what? It's pretty like laborious. You spent all that yourself? 200k, no, we've got a couple of like seed investors. Oh, right, so you already got that. Yeah, but we need like, we're trying to raise like VC money about three mil, like a significant amount of money. Have you even got like a, like could customers use it yet? No, it's pretty like ease-based, which makes it harder. How but, is like, that fucking you can out. It's, it's, it's a working MVP, but there's a lot of like- big, There's also like a lot
2: of compliance with that kind of shit, Yeah, there's right?
1: a lot of, maybe I've got that m- number wrong. I can't remember. We've, I can't remember what we paid, but it was so. It was it was around two hundred grand. Um, it's just so like, just the dev work is expensive. Wait, so who's yeah. doing this? You and Joe? Me, Joe, a guy called Will, and then we've got a couple of seed investors. I swear, you have a new business every week. We've been doing that for like. I feel like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I've got like one um, brand and a podcast. Not really that. At the moment, like we've been doing like the pitch tech and stuff. So two it's years. Not, it's been in the process. All oh, right, about two fucking years. out. I thought you're doing like two months um, ago, but don't want to like bounce off onto yeah. that conversation it's another yeah, day that's interesting
2: um oh, but for the outside how much it looking cost, in it's just like the mvp you, was five grand is like what i put into it that's and not, it that's not like, bad at all. all it wasn't bad but like, <laughs> that's I, sensible just that's to be fair smart. like to be fair like <laughs> i did a lot of the work myself like yeah. Yeah. i built like an entire prototype using webflow actually so that i could give it to the developer and be like this is what i want it to look like yeah. exactly and like and it was like reusable code that you could like copy and paste or originally. So and like you're not just, technical
1: at all, then?
2: I'm no, I, I would not consider myself like some people would consider me technical, but I'm definitely I'm definitely not technical. Yeah, like you're um, better than
1: better than an average person. Yeah, like I don't I expert. don't write
2: I don't write code. Yeah, um, but like I can like make I can like I guess manage around and like when I was doing agency stuff, like I worked with a ton of startups. I, I've been like building websites for a long time, and so it was like a little bit of like whatever knowledge rub off kind of yeah. stuff like that I have but a
0: theory well not a theory but I just want to get your take on this because I'm definitely creative first sort of figured out the business shit after but still don't know what the fuck I'm doing but like, I definitely think that's the better way around for zero to one than being like the MBA type who I know some of them are clearly very smart and probably better at running a business than I ever will be but they just can't do the zero to one by themselves they have to like hire a load of people and hire a fucking branding agency yeah well do you know what I mean
2: I, I, I 100% agree. And it's like all these like, bu- like anybody had ever told me they were going to school for business. I was like, what the, f- why? Mm. Why are you going to school for business? Because at the end of the day, if you're start a business, like they probably fucking great at running a business. But if you're starting a business, no one, your customers aren't buying a business. Your customers are buying a product and they're buying like a feeling or they're yeah. buying all that kind of shit. And like inherently business students Probably under index on like emotional intelligence and like things like that, right? And so there's like not really the people. But to be fair, like I'm horrible. I'm not great at like running a business. Like uh, you know, like I'm
1: probably the way I struggle. I would really struggle to go from zero to one without having some cash. Like which is why the agency was a good vehicle for us because Facebook ads is data using uh, used uh, used to be when we started was data and just knowing how to run Facebook ads and then offering that to a service where people didn't know. If I couldn't start a creative agency, I couldn't start a brand without l- leveraging cash flow from the businesses we already have to employ someone to do the branding for it. I would struggle to go from zero to one in any other aspect other than a service-based business, I think. There's mm. probably businesses other than that that I'd be all right in. Like trading time for money, basically. Yeah, that's, a like, skill, that's like the- In a skill that I know I can do, but I, I don't wouldn't be able, like running a business. Yeah, yeah, I know you do. That's I've told you this. This is why you need to position. yourself. I've got yourself. better at it, but, but it's, that's position. You you do like running a business, but you should. But running a business is positioning yourself in the highest leverage position within yeah, yeah, that it's business. It's true. So like, there's a lot of creative. There's a lot of like, I think a good example of that will be like influencer led. Mr. Beast is like a really high level example of that. The businesses he runs, he doesn't run the ops for him. He just yeah. he just does the ideation in the in the videos. Yeah. Like Feastables, for example, he doesn't do anything mm-hmm. other than become the face of that beast burger like those sort of shit that's similar to you but on like a much bigger level and yeah so like you do uh, yeah it is about kind of positioning yourself but i agree like i think i would struggle you two would you could you two could rip business ideas from zero to one like really easy i probably couldn't
2: it's my favorite
0: part yeah it's your
1: like, favorite part as well, certainly it? yeah it's just stick
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, it's always been like my like with foreplay. I've been really and to be fair, like because I'm still contributing at Triple Well. Like that's kind of what's kept me focused. Yeah. In a lot of ways and like. I'm kind of grateful for it because like I was always wanting to kind, of, and I still like already have like a ton of other app ideas that I want to like build out and like other business ideas. But I'm like, you know, like th- it kind of really keeps me centered. It's just like no, like just kind of work on these like two projects that have a very similar customer cohort, and so like all of my time now is only thinking about like yeah. software for
1: like D2C brand
2: yeah. like d to c brands or just like even just like people spending in direct response is kind of like where my head's at. Um, yeah, you
1: sound, you you sound similar like you. you have ha, always have this like shiny object syndrome for new runs and it sounds like you somewhat have that shiny object syndrome i'm for now new just stats. trying to keep my
0: shiny object within the same brand so like new product in the same yeah. brand rather than new brands yeah done what's in interesting past. is
2: like I, that's kind of where i'm at because like i've got this like weird i've had this desire to like make a coffee table book for like the longest time yeah <laughs> and so like, this year i was like okay like i want to have like a creative side project and i want it to be a coffee table book but like how can i make like how can I make this like make sense in terms of whatever? Or just justify it to myself, justify it to like my logical self. Um, and so like right now I'm working on a coffee table book that's called Hundred Years of Foreplay," and it's a hundred years like the best vintage advertising of all time and copywriting. Yeah, that's um, a sick idea. And so like, like more shards
1: and like the yeah. Porsche
2: ads and like I mean car, like car ads inherently in, in going Used through this process, so I, they, they're definitely the ones like over-indexed. But I, I want to make it so it's not just a car ad. Comic table
1: books. There's, the, there's some incredible cigarette ads. Oh yeah, All incredible of that kind of stuff. cigarette cigarette ads. Like it, and beer ads and like Guinness. Ad, Guinness has got some unreal ads. When you go, because I feel like when you're going back for advertising, further back, like now it's a lot like broader, but it used to just be like massive. Conglomerates making yeah. like cigarettes, beer, mm. like House P and G and stuff like that, like really big companies. So you're a bit. All like the stuff went, I used to say and do is now banned. It's like yeah, yeah. too offensive. Yeah, um, the Porsche ads are so sick. That, yeah. that is a really good idea. There's one I'm thinking of. I also I think, I've think it could what be. It says. It's like they don't. Some they don't look at you. in a... Well, there's like a few. There's like there's, there's like no a Lamborghini had.
2: one that's like. Ch- or no, sorry. There's a there's actually a Volkswagen one that's like a Volkswagen full of people. It's like Lamborghini like. Something like a Volkswagen or a Lamborghini holds like one girl. Like a, yeah, a the same. A, a, a Volkswagen holds <laughs> like 11 or whatever. And there's like a bunch of like all that kind of shit I really fucking enjoy. And, and I, love I it. have like we're talking about like nostalgia. Like I I have like a longing for like old school, just like the way advertising was yeah. done, which was like there was like a few massive agencies that did all of the advertising. Yeah. And there was like a few massive ad men that like dictated the way that like all of america
0: perceived Thought. everything yeah, yeah.
2: and it's just like i don't think it's ever going to go back to that no. but i definitely like i like but, that idea. like mad men that yeah. Series. yeah yeah
1: all yeah. yeah. oh, that shit is it david what's the copywriter the really famous one? Oh, david ogilvy yeah yeah, oh, yeah. He, that Ogilvy's obviously a massive agency you know they they must have done a lot of that I think that's a really good idea. I think I'd, I'd probably buy that book. I think it's a cool book. I'm
0: trying to bring back a bit of fucking retro advertising with these 80s movies. Just beautiful Those girls. Look beautiful girls like the and pink lights. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just like, that's the new product, Dream Dust, that I'm fucking pitching on the on the coffee table there. So yeah, that's going to be chaos when that comes out.
1: I do, I love 80s. Like It's very 80s, unnecessary. 70s, I think 70s and 80s, and even some early 90s, I yeah. think that was like, that's like pinnacle of like the balance between modernity and like retro and it's like they come together to be like such a nice mix like 80 even like 80s and 90s fashion i much prefer to like a lot of the mm. nowadays stuff um that's a really that's a cool idea yeah i'd, yeah, I'd, I'd be like, like
2: I, I pretty much work on it just on sundays right now
1: yeah um just like curating and then
2: i'm like trying to figure out if i need to find copyright for every single one of these old ads i find to put it in print and just like figuring that out but the goal is to have it in, in print by december 31st of this year and um, I think it could be even just like a good like Trojan horse for the software into getting into larger agencies like I think yeah. inherently it's like a really good gift to like
1: oh, 100%. plus thousand
2: person agencies and then it's like opens and up a, a call and yeah. just like all that kind of stuff and yeah. I
1: just I didn't even think about it I just though. really want I just yeah. really
2: want I really want the thing that I make to just be like on people's coffee tables like I think
1: yeah, even in like that's that'd be a great way to get big agencies onto the software. Just send them this book you've made. Yeah. And that is the opposite Brandon. of software
0: a big, hard printed yeah, it is. book. <laughs> it's <laughs> hardware. Yeah, it is. That's sick. That's sick. idea. And it's timeless. That's cool. Yeah, that is sick. So, Triplewell, is that officially full time now? Is it still like an agency relationship? No, it's not. Did you join deal. the team? I
2: joined the team. I joined the team in October of last year.
0: It's so 21 or 22? 20... Fuck, it's
2: I don't
0: know. All this now, shit's
2: fucking blending together. <laughs> oh, I'm just, no, 21. 21. was yeah, right. a terrible okay, time yeah, yeah. 21. So it's
0: 23 now, which is fucked. Yeah, that's fucked. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, 21, 21. October 21 was when I started kind of like full time. And then, um, yeah, it's been, like I said, it's been like a rocket ship. And it's just, yeah, people love the how product. Many
0: pe- how many people was then compared to now? When I joined, it was between
2: eight and twelve, and now we're 130.
0: Is that a fully remote team, or is
2: that no? It's not fully remote. Offices. We have hubs, so like I'm fully remote, but we have hubs in Austin for marketing, Columbus for operations, and like that's where the founders are, and then Israel for um, for Dev and like a little bit of operations. Um, and I, yeah, I've just I I flew from Israel here, and we did like a one week sprint there. Um, yeah, it's been like yeah, like I said, it's been a great time. Like and like building something that people actually like use every day and like love is just like yep. forever. But did you get equity?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a key question. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: fuck. Um, yeah, it's got a cult following I'd say, almost. Like not, not quite on Have value. they
0: built that brand on Twitter? Because that's that's my experience of that. Yeah. Yeah, that it's, just...
2: actually, it's actually insane how much I think Twitter's contributed
1: to like a very large valuation to oh, a company. 100%. <laughs> like 100%. But I think like that's possible with that platform, especially yeah. now. Like if you look at how, if I think um, Elon Musk put something out the other day about how Tesla started properly tweeting in December about like car updates and like just things they were making about and the the impressions they're getting off that platform and the contribute because they don't do marketing. That's like a famous thing. They don't have yeah, a marketing department. They have like no spend on marketing. It's all word of mouth. But now that's they been their first active like marketing pursuit and it's crazy the impressions there's a graph it's just literally like the most exponential thing ever they're getting hundreds of millions of impressions from these tweets I think like there's sub there's niches for everything on Twitter like my our Twitter feeds will be so far removed from other people's like D C yeah. Twitter is like such a bubble DTC but feels quite, it feels quite it is quite it is quite big it, it, but it's, it's not, not it's though. not that big no it's a lot of it's
2: a lot of a circle jerk, if yeah, like yeah, to be is. fair. Like it's like when I talk to people that are in D2C that don't know about D2C Twitter, like, what are you fucking talking? Yeah, like, yeah. They think that I'm joking. Like yeah. they're like, Are you serious? And then they'll get on and then like two weeks later they'll be like, Oh, I can't believe I didn't know about this.
1: Yeah. Um, and then it's like there's D 2 C then there's like money Twitter that yeah, surrounds my... it. It's <laughs> yeah. just like it's like there's this there's this safe space in the middle, and then you get into this toxic <laughs> out, yeah, it's out just out like extremity hose and cash like <laughs> yeah. Early yeah. She's 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 like early fans agency. Like a lot of it, a lot of the advice in there is great, but some of it's funny and it's just like whatever. Just like a like lot, lot of based on yeah. tweeting platitudes red pill <laughs> it's like red and a rouge pill that it's so, a very dark red it's so funny um, but even that's like seems big but it's pretty niche Yeah. And there's like a few people who are like massive in it but like still fairly fairly small isn't um, it mad how the world like when you say
0: like oh the, the world's a small place because like I've been speaking to loads of VCs recently and so on and literally every single one knows each other they'll yeah. say oh you spoke to my friend yeah. the other day at this other fund I'm like, what? Was there 20 people in the whole fucking world that were in this industry? But that's what it feels like.
1: Yeah, it feels like it's, it's a pretty small industry. But then but someone else the in the like things. some
0: fucking steel mining industry will feel the same about their little club. Yeah.
2: It's actually insane how I do think that just like the number of people who are actually doing things in the world, like creating things, is it is very small. Like the actual number when you compare it to the population of a city. Like, for example, if we took yeah. London, like, and then. You said like how people. many people are actually making businesses, and how many people are making businesses that are online first? It's like, mm. and then you compare that to like the population of the city. It's like a th- probably less than one 100 percent. I like, think
1: this is why, like, when you create rather than consume, you get yeah, that's it's just about, such a it? good mind. Like, that's a, I think that's such a fund. If you swap, if you stop consuming and start creating, regardless of vertical. I think your yeah. life would just change just by that decision alone, just because of like the because not 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 many people do it. I actually almost I
2: tried I had like a tattoo gun for a while and I tried to give myself a tattoo like on my leg right here <laughs> that said like creativity over consumption. Yeah, but I realized and I so I started doing it. My back, my, my back like froze up. And, like I don't have the flexibility, so now I just have like a C. On my upper side, <laughs> I never got through the whole. The rest you of the rest. You should use that ink box, semi-permanent <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 yeah. pen. Finally, get test it through. you <laughs> two weeks. weeks. <laughs> um, that's pretty much how the economy works, though. Yeah, it's,
1: just it's, it's why creators it's
0: creators and consumers, and like it's probably like ninety-nine
1: consumers for every one creator, generally. And it's it's always happened. I, I think like I feel I feel like it's always been like that as well. Or, but the gateways to being a creator is just become the barriers to entry of being someone who can create and distribute stuff has fallen massively over the last like 20 years and it'll continue to fall probably maybe maybe less but like tiktok twitter like being able to put things out is is inherently easier whereas the method of uh, the method of like putting out a message was like tv and print media which the gateway to was really hard a while back which is why probably five people control the narrative of how people thought in america which is interesting but well, maybe a bit deep. It's probably similar now for most people, though.
0: Like, yeah, because like most the way people consume censorship's
1: going on and shit. People consume fucking mainstream news. I can't remember the last time I read a news article or news other than sport. That's the only thing that I read. recently.
2: I've recently within the last eight months, I've decided to kind of just like more or less be like ignorant towards or, like world events and shit like that because it's just like it's not negative to know. It's not negative to know, and like at the end of the day, yeah. it doesn't really affect us and. It, it, just like if you take all of that like energy and just like focus on like the ten closest people to you, it's like mm. you're gonna get way more like return from that than just like yeah. taking your energy and attention and like.
1: I think, I think it's privileged position to be in to not have to have a, like care about any of that in some way, but that's just like.
0: But then, like I argue with my parents about the fact I don't watch the news, and they're like, "Oh, you know nothing about the world," and it's just like end the conversation. But you say it's a privilege, but I think it's just.
1: So it's that's choice. how you put yourself in a better yeah, position, choice. isn't it? By yeah, focusing yeah. on what you can control yeah, and, and
0: creating rather than just mindlessly consuming. Like Most people will go to a job and they come back and fucking watch the news for two hours or whatever it is. Yeah. And that's just like, how is that working
1: yeah, for it's, you? It's not even enjoyable. It's like, just an energy sap, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but then people are scared to
0: create shit because you're always shit when you start and you don't know anything when you start. Do you know what I mean? I think – I wish I'd done more YouTube stuff when I was 19. I think But I, was, I thought I had nothing to speak Dude, about. Dude, I've been trying
2: to do YouTube for – it's, like, the one thing that I've, like, consistently failed at my entire life was just, like, YouTube stuff. And it's just, like – because I look back and I'm, like, fuck. Like, I wish – like, Gosh. I look back in like, the videos I've made and I'm, like, I'm so glad I made those. And mm. it's just, like, how do I have that much perspective? And then day-to-day even now, like, I'm not – I'm like, not doing it. Like, I even just like it from, like, a personal, like – like, I look back at old videos now. I'm like, oh, it's so cool being able yeah. to just, like, jump back in time. It's like a journal, but, like, way more rich yeah. in terms of, it's, like, everything.
1: Is yours more of a time thing that you don't do because of time? I time think,
2: and, like, I think is. I've always overthought it.
1: I, I was about to say, I think. But what of videos th- were you and
0: do you want to make? I Just vlogs like, or what?
2: Kind of vlogs. Like, like, for a while, I was just doing, like. I was really obsessed with personal development. And so I always wanted to make like a YouTube channel that was just like me reviewing like personal development things, whether it would be like, like going to like a Tony Robbins thing or yeah. like, okay, I, I'm going to go and like fucking do DMT and like document it and <laughs> <Yeah>. just like...
0: <laughs> that would be a good series. Be kind nice. of be, <laughs> yeah, and like kind of just
2: be like yeah. a guinea pig in a way. Like I always, I like, always really loved how like Tim Ferriss was kind of like the productivity person's mm. guinea pig of the
1: world. And, like you try ice baths for three
2: weeks and be like, this is what that, that so like, your life. So dude, so oh. one of my, my most successful videos was me building a DIY ice bath back in 2018. And uh, it has like 400,000 views and like I still get like... Instagram followers of like people asking me questions they yeah. like
1: oh when you did this like it's a good, that's a really good idea for a channel to be fair it's a really yeah good but just, it's I becoming love a, that shit you know the thing with that sort of well. channel and
0: just channels in general though is you'll say oh maybe it's not a good idea blah blah. everything's a good idea when it gets views the yeah. same way like yeah every band name is stupid until they're
1: famous every logo and brand name is stupid Do you know what I mean like Dude, Nike, Nike, I if
0: Gymshark was small you'd say it was
1: such a shit name yeah, yeah. Nike even Nike's logo like the tick yeah. it's shit, shit until it's, big, until it's until famous until it's massive. Yeah. Yeah. and it's like it's the so, same you overthink it but then you probably overthink it but most people do it because they're scared of other people's opinions, I think. Yeah. Like they're fundamentally scared of like... I think I've like finally
0: got past that with the YouTube stuff. Yeah, I don't really so I care about There's nothing anymore. I what, put online What are you now. doing on YouTube right now? Well, I have the pod and then I have this documenting the journey series okay. where I just make a shit video every week of me building this brand. Okay. And it's the ultimate accountability exercise because I'm just publicly saying this is what I'm trying to achieve and I'm literally updating people even when it's good and bad. But it's also... It's literally... like It's me at that fucking desk usually. There's no production and like thousands of people watch it every week yeah it's just so raw like but that. it's also I, like a I don't think I've ever thing. seen anyone start is, a business and make a journal. weekly video until like hopefully the point where it's massive
1: hmm. I think you'd probably get uh, and I'm also I, just doing it for me I also think yours becomes the with, it's alongside the pod it's a marketing activity like it's not it's not going to drive massive growth but it's still going to drive incremental revenue you doing those videos to the audience that you're doing it to because some people will share that with people, and then it's going to bring people into your ecosystem. I think like you could probably do it with foreplay as well. You probably get the, you, his is just like talking about problems, ref, reflections, and then forward looking. Is mm-hmm. pretty, pretty much it. Like this, what this is what happened this week. This is what we're going to do, basically. With a bit yeah, because even Personship. now
0: I look back six months ago, like the first one. It's ah, like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So cool. I honestly
1: would do it if no one watched it. That's like the decision I made. I think it'd be good. You'd probably enjoy doing it. Like that, that could be like it's a, such a low effort way to start YouTube. The key to it is having a little bit of a moat around your business, so no one rips it. Which I guess. You do.
0: I, I almost think it gives a bigger moat by doing that because, like, if someone comes along and rips my brand tomorrow, like, there's yeah. so much proof that I did it first. Yeah, yeah, true. I've yeah. never
2: been someone that's like scared of like people like copying I think, yeah, my shit. Yeah, people
0: are too scared of no. ideas being stolen. Ideas yeah. mean nothing. Like, That's the
2: thing I hated about, like to be fair, me, like in the yeah. dropshipping niche, it's it's, in a, drop shipping, little, yeah. it's like That's a little, it's I mean, a little like. bit, it's like a little bit reasonable. Yeah. But I remember like when I first started dropshipping, I would get around with like these new people that I was like meeting and they were all just like, oh, like they none of them would tell me what they're working on. And I'm like, well, yeah. how, do you, how am I supposed I to trust you? I used to have a flatmate
0: with- and I lived with him for a year. And you me and the other flatmate didn't <laughs> he, he, yeah. he would work in his room. And if he's watching this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And he would not leave his room because I know he was doing like some gray hat shit. And he just... <laughs> he shouldn't and say, what doing what are you shouldn't be you can't you people money Dude, I always me.
2: found like, I, I remember like being in these like groups with people and I was just like, you guys are
1: fucking like, lame yeah, like it's yeah. just
2: like if you if everything has to be a secret yeah. like
1: I, even in drop shipping I think like fundamentally you're competing on marketing you should just back yourself to out market them yeah. you be, obviously like not in maybe the first two months of launch three months of launch that you should try and get a bit of market share and not give someone your products that's winning mm. but beyond that point it's literally I also think e has been this for a while it's like it's just been getting product market fit and then the leverage has come in the marketing. Now it's, tra- I feel like it's transitioning more to like supply chain and ops and bigger things, but yeah, like you shouldn't really be The good thing about software
2: of, is that even when like people copy you, it's like, it's, like I've had two messages from people. So I have this like thing, I'm like a pretty ruthlessly competitive person. But like I'm not, people think like I'm like anti-competition in a way. I'm definitely yeah. like not anti-competition, but like if someone's gonna like- Rip it, Rip yeah. stuff, like, I, like all of my energy should go in towards like making them feel like they wasted their life doing yeah. it. So I have this like tweet that I put out being like, whatever, like I have a bunch of copycats, like all like, and I just like have this thing that every time I find like a new copycat cat, I'll send them a link to the tweet. And what's hilarious, I have like three now where people like full outs just like copied the software and like copied like code from like our buttons and like all this type of shit. And then, like, recently I've had, like, a few messages, like, that just, like, pop up in my inbox of, like, these people. And, like, it's, like, the response to the thing they never responded to being, like, hey, like, I'm quitting. Like, do you want to buy it? We have, like, this many signups, this many, whatever. And it's just, like... Yeah. But the, that's the nice thing about software is, like, there is just, like, if you have, like, a good product, it's not as simple as, like, someone finding the AliExpress link and mm. then just, like, running your ads much and, like, high ripping high your high shit. Traction, it's, right? like, yeah. it's, like, much harder. Like, the actual product can't be... There's a there's a level of execution that needs to happen
1: to like copy the product. Yeah.
0: Um it's like
1: you're stacking things
0: there. Typical wine break midway through the pod. Um so obviously triple whale and foreplay not a pretty not not a bad position to be in involved in both. Mm-hmm. How old are you? 26. Fuck, you're oh, younger than me. I'm 27. I'm 25. 25. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say, like, I'm 19 or something. <laughs> <laughs> there's always, like, if you don't know
1: someone's age, there's always a risk they're going to throw everyone off. Oh, there's the odd person who looks a lot older than they look so well. Yeah. We're talking about yeah. earlier. He looks about 50. <laughs> yeah, he does. And he's what, 24?
0: 20, 26. Fucking hell. it has got to be a genetic like, thing going on there. Oh, it must be heavy, though. That's imagine like Robert Wadley, like, like, f- world's
1: tallest man. Imagine if you get to, like, 70 and you look, like... 110 <laughs> I think it has a bigger effect <laughs> when you're younger it's one big flake
0: <laughs> where do you think where, where is triple well going first like what's the vision with that I mean obviously yeah triple well is like very much like uh, large vision
2: venture backed to the moon type kind what's, of swing can you talk about that? Is it already then? venture backed yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah. can you say how much is worth the valuation or not
2: I don't think I can it's I, I, more than I a, can. I can more do. than a hundred million, less than a billion. It's I like, think I've,
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure on another podcast I heard it was around four hundred mil, but that's me saying that, not you. And I th- I feel like that. I could be wrong, but it's it's it's. How about, many users do they have? Do you, like, is that
0: probably? Yeah, yeah. It's
1: like between
0: five and seven thousand. Like, like paying, paying.
1: Yeah, last I swear time. they put the prices up. Yeah, they probably. Well, the prices. This, no, last price, week I, I got billed and I was like, hold on. It's bolt on features, I think.
2: It's bolt on features, or uh, if your revenue.
1: Yeah, increases revenue threshold. You probably pass the revenue threshold because that's like data—the ah, amount did, of data yeah. they have to process through their APIs. I'm assuming, I uh, guess. Because TripleWell have something
0: similar to 4Play built in, though. I'm imagining no, that. they like, have, they have um, some creative thing.
2: They have a creative analysis tool to like right. analyze your I've own creative, which is much more of like a direct competitor to like something like Motion.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. We use Motion to be fair. Yeah, you mentioned that to me the other day. Motion is really good.
2: So yeah, like, I was talking to Reza, the founder, the other day. He's yeah. a super cool guy. Yeah, I
1: really like their products, And, like, Triple Whale's is good. We It's just, again, like, we were using Motion when that came out, and it's, like, can I really be asked moving across? Yeah. No. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, it's like Changing um, processes for anything. Yeah, it's like, it's, 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 it's got to be a massive step in value to change that across a lot of people. But theirs works as well. Like, I've used it on, like, a smaller scale, and the, the creative hub's good.
0: Is Triple Whale pretty much trying to be, like, the data hub for... Shopify. online businesses. Yeah. yeah. Like that you're actually entirely. like
2: probably like throwing the ball a lot further than like the average person would see, but it's like right now we're obviously like just growing inside of Shopify. Like Triple doesn't work on like WooCommerce yeah, it, doesn't like, on it, doesn't, it doesn't it's not even it only
1: just works on Amazon literally this week. Yeah, this God. week it
2: just started working on Amazon. So but like the long-term vision for Triple Whale is to be like a smart data platform for business for online businesses. Um the big data play behind that is ridiculous
1: as well, which is yeah. probably people don't appreciate like when you have There's access a guy to that,
0: island that's going to make a big offer for like, like when that. you
1: when you have access to that much cross sectional data if you're someone who has the money to launch econ brands or even just brands don't even I don't even just the I don't know I don't know if you're allowed to use it you're allowed to analyze it like they can't really stop you I'm assuming if you pour it into the platform the, the big data behind, they that could, must be so crazy
0: the obvious transition to, like they could become something like obviously they could become like a lender, like Wayflyer on the side, because they have all the data. It's a similar thing to Conjura. Had that that kind of stuff's like obviously on the roadmap. I know, like could become a fucking VC fund in itself. And like you have like every piece of data about. That's what I mean. They have it? like all the due diligence yeah. on every brand, pretty much. Obviously, they don't have the P and everything, but well, they do to an extent. Yeah.
1: but they've even got a product that you probably haven't used it. But there's a product which the finance like, one. No, not the finance. The one where it allows you to see cross section the of your finance vertical. One. And how oh, you're benchmarking yeah. against other people in your version. That's what status does. Yeah, so they do. But it as Statless well. is
2: only against like is against like I don't know how many people, but like it's it's definitely under a thousand probably They've customers. 6, yeah. Whereas like, like six, you're, and then comparing against like six thousand. Um, yeah, it definitely is just like more data.
1: I bet you've um, got. Some, what's the biggest revenue store? Like, not the store itself, but like revenue bracket. Do You know. I know is one that, like, brand billion two- pound brands on there.
0: I want. I know one brand doing four hundred million dollars a year.
1: Can you look at all the dashboards of every brand? No. No, much. Imagine, imagine it. About bet early on you could, but not anymore. <laughs> yeah, no. <you> can't. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that's some clearance. Um, Go on Twitter and start calling out all these frauds. <laughs> <laughs> You're lying. Get access to
0: all their numbers. Um, and how about foreplay in comparison? In terms of size. Well, in terms of where you see it going, oh. and like, and also. Well, yeah, answer that first. <laughs> okay, cause see how that like, cause where does that fit into like your involvement in Triple Well? Do you want to keep doing both? What's the deal?
2: Yeah, so I mean, the way I think about the doing both thing, like I've had lots of conversations with like the founders of Well. like they're like, hey, when, you know, like, I'm public with them about like what our revenue is. And like, yeah. a lot of times I've said like, why are you still doing Triple Well?" And like, I, I very much in what I was saying before, it's like, well one, I fully believe in the product. Like if I had this when I was doing e-commerce, like I think my outcome would have been different. And so I get a lot of like just satisfaction from working on it. Another thing is that it keeps me focused on just like one niche. Like I do think that if I, for example, were to like leave Triple Well, I-, I honestly think it'd be a couple months before I had some other fucking stupid thing that I'm working on. Yeah. Um, and so right now I feel like the most focused I ever have in my entire life. If that ever feels like if that ever changes, is like when I need to make a decision. But at this point, like everything is trending up into the right, and I feel like I'm doing like the best work of my life at Triple Well and Foreplay right now. Um, if that ever changes is like when I'll need to like make a decision. But up until then I've just been like, yeah, let's just like keep working hard. And like, as long as I feel like I'm doing the best work of my life, that's kind of all that matters. Um, in terms of like what I want Foreplay to be, it's like I want us to be like the pre-production platform for direct response advertising. And um, so from the point of like a media buyer needing new ad creative, all the way to having the ad creative ready to go into platform, um, I think there's like a lot of, there's a large gap that we can still fill. I look at brands like frame.io as like inspiration for like what they yeah. did for like video collaboration as a whole i think i can do that for like advertising and um and that goes to like banner ads like all of the other placements that exist say, like right now
1: we're tip of the iceberg really yeah
2: right now we're just doing like meta and TikTok, and even not building that entire workflow so my roadmap in my head is build the entire workflow for facebook and meta and then eventually branch out to other platforms yeah. Um, just like allowing creatives to communicate better with the media buying teams.
0: Um, seems like triple Wear would be a good acquirer for four no? Potentially. Yeah. I do want to sell oh, the ideal setup. Yeah. I, I, so I do want to sell four. You sell it to a business you're involved in and read the rewards <laughs> of both. Would, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't, yeah.
2: it, it's very like, I mean, there has been like those like, talks like in the past, like at this point in my life, I, I have no desire to sell it. Big parallels. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to sell it before I turn 30 and, um, it's, like, my time... Obviously, the timeline's in your head. Like, I don't always, like, work out. But timeline in my head is, like, sell Foreplay before I'm 30. And then, whatever. Maybe, like, take some time off. And, like, in my 30s, like, do, like, another, like, big swing that will probably be venture-backed and like, a large... Like, kind of, like, my swing for the fences That's type, what I want to do. type thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think p- Foreplay could potentially be that, you know? Like, when I think about f- companies like Frame.io, like, they sold to Adobe for 1.3 billion... I um, actually like met the founder when I was in New York last week. So
0: how, how what's the 1. revenue were they doing? at that scale? Because software's obviously mad.
2: Yeah, so frame.io when they sold for 1.3 billion was doing $55 million in revenue.
0: <laughs> it's interesting because <laughs> one of my investors a guy that came on here sold his business to Adobe for 120 million. Content yeah, Cal. Was it software? Tenth. And the ratio revenue wise was the same. Interesting. So it was like a 10th t- of that.
1: Just to touch on, so why I'd, I'd be interested to ask, this is a question you're not gonna be answered. I don't, con, they're shutting down Content Cal, Adobe. They've stopped supporting it, they've stopped putting money into it. Like my housemate, Lucas, who really. It's runs not cr- called Content Cal anymore, no, it's but, part
0: of Adobe Express.
1: Yeah, so they've just. But like, it's still a separate platform. Obviously, they just they bought it to just roll it in and then get rid of it. But Adobe Express just isn't as good as Content Cal, which I feel like is just a proper. It's pow- interesting. A power move, like, just buy it and fuck it off. It's interesting, like, looking is that at what's like, happening? acquisitions. I, I,
2: I feel like it's. Like, how often do you ever hear about acquisitions and then, like, you can like follow the path and just straight to value, you know, like oh it's, yeah, yeah. it's just very unlikely. Like it just yeah. doesn't seem like it happens very often, like which is but kind of interesting. I feel
0: like they bought up probably both of those. Just Well, you to want to be in a position as a founder where you get overpaid <laughs> mm-hmm. because a fund has got to move money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's enterprise. It's the capital the of cycle, of the day, isn't, isn't it?
1: it? And I feel like for foreplay, you're probably like where you see it going now and where it actually goes. It's difficult to see the end of, yeah. a, of something like that because it could spew off into so many different things.
2: Like, when I started it, all I wanted to do... I was in, like, this, like, really weird place in my life where, like, the brand was gone. I was, like, now with my business partner and I was, like, kind of just, like, figuring out what I wanted to do next. And, like, I had, like, very small... I, I When I first started it, I had, like, a very small vision for it. I was, like, mm-hmm. I just want to make 10K a month from this and, like, not have to do anything and not have to ship anybody anything and, like, just on subscription. And, like, we blew past that. And so it's, like... N- and in that, it's like, that's where it kind of like opened up to being like, oh, there's like a lot more out there. And yeah. then you start looking at other companies and like their story and you can start drawing parallels to yours. Um, and so now it's like, yeah, like I want to build a really big software company. Like
1: that's
0: Is there a lot of margin in software then? Because like, I've, yeah, it's pretty I, much I don't know margin. much about software, but from like other founders, I've heard that they're just fucking burning money on development
1: i bet like triple does it have to be that way
2: oil. it does not have to be that way there's definitely a significant difference between bootstrapping a software company and then venture backing a software company mm. and there's also a big difference between like building a team before you have product market fit and about after to, you have product market fit i was literally
1: about to say that i feel like that comes down to how fast you can get product market fit and how yeah. quick and how good you are at marketing to that early products market fit because yeah, if, like if you, can, you
2: still don't have a product people like yeah you're burning cash mm. fast and like you're like trying to bring on new developers, new product people to like figure it out. Like luckily, I knew the product I wanted to build, like I was the customer for it, and so it was it wasn't as much of a, like an ex- exploration process, you know?
1: Like I guess that also comes down to what vertical you're trying to enter. Because if you're entering something like fucking I don't know, like an example, maybe graphic design as a macro vertical. If you're gonna try and compete with Canva. You're going to have to mm. blow some serious cash to get to a product where it's even close to. Yeah. That's like a, no one's going to try that. But like an example, whereas if you're building something where there's a clear problem that no one else is currently solving, then it's easier to probably get to product market. fit How quicker. long did it take
0: until you had product market fit? And how did you define that you'd done that? Like just people I, buying uh, it. It's funny. I was
1: actually at, I was at dinner last night when I was
2: talking to someone about that because like a lot of people would say that like Foreplay has product market fit, but there is this YC article. I can't remember who wrote it, but if you just like type in like YC product market fit, mm. you can read it. But it's like he this guy describes what product market fit actually feels like, and he's like product market fit isn't having people that like paying you every month. Product market fit isn't having people people like evangelize you. Product market fit feels like people trying to knock down your door for the thing you're building. You can't build it fast enough, and like even when you build the thing that they want, they still want more and they want to pay you more. And it's like he he paints this picture of like what product market fit actually feels like and so like I would say like in that lens we don't have product market fit yet like mm, yeah. we still have to market we still have to sell it's not just like this like thing where Second it feels beast. like it's growing faster yeah. than we could ever imagine um, should I think of
1: some examples chat GPT is a good one yeah that, where it's that, just, that, like, that yeah. You know, just like they just turned to a paid model today oh yeah. really Yeah, how much today. is it $49 a month I All think But right. so that means billions. yeah instantly they, 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 is they, that
0: why it said the other day can't use it
1: yeah, well, so the paid one, no, you, that was just high demand. Like there is a, it's got to a point. It went from zero to. Three, well, they were
2: burning three million dollars a day on yeah. server costs.
1: Um, zero to three million users <laughs> in what, like s- s- four weeks, something like that. Probably Some, the fastest growing SaaS company, yeah. ever. If well, one of, but they've just slipped on a premium model, which is forty nine dollars a month, which means you can access it no matter what the demand is. Is that front of the queue? Is that of, a better version? Though, is it just the same? You also get and it's the same version, but you don't get limited by like. um, you don't get limited by demand peaks. You get access to new releases and new updates. Can you already and pay u- for that now then? Yeah, you can do it from today. But I'll a lot of people, on, to it's it's hardly
0: used it, but I probably should.
1: Well, there's a lot of people who have built software on top of that. Yeah. So for them, it's like you—they're going to have to pay for that. And there's a lot of people, and there's a lot of people that were relying on it. So it's probably tailored to them. And it also they could probably charge way more.
2: The yeah, some, they, they some definitely people. could,
1: but they will have just done it to a point where they're making enough money. Well, they money. have, like,
2: an API offering as well that's, yeah. like, based on credits. Like, people are building apps on top of it. Oh, really? They're, oh, really yeah, like, are. that's, like, on a uh, credit basis where it's, like... That was before ChatGPT. Like, when Jas- like Jarvis or Jasper, whatever the fuck it's called, .ai, like, yeah, they build yeah. on, like, the API and all that kind of
0: stuff.
1: Sam Altman's a fucking nuts guy. He'd be yeah. the next Elon Musk, innit? Yeah. He's, he's, he's already, already is. He's just, like, in some ways, just in different verticals. Like, he's a pretty... he's. Like his if evil you, if genius you actually de- if you read into like his background he's pretty much I've read a lot about him they yeah. talked
2: about him on like the most recent My First Million yeah, podcast yesterday uh, yeah and I was just like oh my god like, this I guy didn't know he like... had that much money yeah. he, he literally
1: wrote a $375 million check from his own money to this wait team. how's he got that much money I thought he sold some <laughs> yeah, stuff for 40 minutes that's, <laughs> that's what the podcast is about that's what the podcast about it's he, like, how, how has could? he gone he through started, he started he was the head of YC obviously which probably got him into a lot of seed rounds and a lot of money he also was
2: like an investor in Stripe which is like the, the best, best investment in, you could
1: have ever made in the last yeah decade, two decades yeah. or whatever. But like he yeah he invested three hundred seventy-five million dollars of his own money in a fusion, nuclear fusion startup. Just like gave Fuck him no. seventy-five million dollars for cash. Was he a billionaire then? Yeah yeah. massive. Microsoft offered him ten billion, but then he had a, he. he, he Oh he made a great quote and he was like, like a
0: buyout. I thought
1: they were investing no, to do it. I don't know if they actually I think he turned him down, didn't he? Did he I thought the investment them? happened Oh did it? Yeah. I, I can't well there was like so I was reading some of the quotes he said and like it's just it was it was about like How old is this Donner? Thirty five. He's bit older. Young. He's pretty young. 40. I don't know. I don't know. He looks about twenty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looks like the <laughs> proper Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. Um but do. his life story is pretty good. He's a mad lizard. When you, um but he was talking about like accepted investment based on like a long, like a 10 year time horizon or a hundred year time horizon rather than now. And I thought it was just really interesting. Um, you said on your most recent um, weekly summary that you'd, you'd had second thoughts about the VC. What what made you Yeah, I that? have. Well, probably be careful what say cause I say
0: because I still want the right one maybe, but like what's, what's well, made you doubt some of them? Well, t- two things. I mean, I'm still going through that process. I think I was maybe naive into how it easy it is, and to raise money off BC is very different to Angels. So we raised some more money off Angels at a much bigger valuation.
1: Do you reckon it would have been easier six months ago. Probably. 12 yeah. Months probably. Yeah.
0: yeah. So macro conditions, yeah, yeah. arguably the shittest thing ever. Probably the worst it could be right now. Secondly, was when I started to learn about pref shares and so on. Yeah. Which I didn't know anything about before. Yeah. And then then you actually realise which basically means for anyone watching hypothetically if, if they put a million quid in at 10 mil valuation say hypothetically but then the business goes wrong and we have to sell it for a million quid and yeah. they only own 10% they would get the million quid yeah, yeah. no one else gets anything else yeah. so it's a bit it's like kind of, banks like banks always so get paid out that only really works if it goes perfectly
1: otherwise you get screwed and they win well, it's a fe- yeah it's like if you take a company to insolvency and like if, if a client not that this has happened in a long time but if a client owed us money and they went into insolvency the bank always gets somebody first. Because they've got a debenture or something, yeah. Because they've got like stakeholder that they yeah. have they're they're more they're a bigger institution, so they've got more right like I don't know why, but like Yeah so that, that and then also
0: Well I don't really need it. Like we were profitable last month. Yeah, I was gonna say, you yeah. can grow pro- I mean it, it yeah. does it does change how you approach growth. How do you think about like so you, you can wanted have to, to raise V C just a so context? Like uh, you wanted to raise V C and then decided well, not to? Yeah I mean I don't really know where it came from initially like it came from a bunch of VCs reached out to me because the brand Lads attraction it's an interesting space I think it's very VC backable and like the whole the thing I'm trying to achieve with it definitely fits that narrative I think because I just I'd rather go really big with it I think it is actually a massive opportunity blah 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 um, then I decided speaking to loads of them and I, I put a deck together having never done that before never spoke to VCs and just went on this like process of speaking to loads of them with the intention to raise money because i just thought fuck it (laughs) it kind of fit fit the plan for next year Mm. but then i realized well actually we could just make a slightly different plan and not need to raise loads of money which is kind of what i've done now um it's also probably a bit too soon when we're like eight months old
1: i feel like but then even just going through the process i've learned so much from the the things they've asked me and like the feedback they've given we were looking to acquire a content agency actually in north carolina recently so we want to expand into content for the agency. we were looking to acquire one that had a studio and some people and just roll it in. And we didn't do it in the end, but we went through the process. It was really interesting. So then now if I did another process, it'd be so much quicker. I think for a VC, it's, it's possible in a business to have too much cash Yeah, uh, that makes 100%. you make fucking stupid decisions. Yeah, I start to think that. Like, And I also think if you pivot to profitability and then grow it profitably for a year, when you actually especially go in to, this market. When you go to rate... Yeah, it's not 2020 anymore. If you go raise money, you'll probably get better to ter- way better terms. No,
2: I think right now is like one of the best times to be like a bootstrap startup in mm. like the entire world. So you can like weather the next few months. Like weather. I hate when people like be too dramatic about that kind of this kind of yeah. shit. But like, mm. yeah, like if you can like grow through the next few months or like whatever. Yeah. Let's just say it's eighteen months from now. If like raising money is like in your future, it, you're going to be in a best tremendously record. higher leverage yeah. position. Like hopefully like, you don't even need to in, in like 18 yeah. to 24 months because like right now you're gonna be giving up the most amount of equity you're ever going for the to, least amount of money for the least yeah. amount of money and so it's just like money is just like the most expensive thing right now um i don't know for like me personally i've always just been like i, I i've had like whatever offers f- for people to invest in like plays, specifically in like other things we've done in the past and like i've just never been able to like wrap my head around like uh i just can't like I can't make myself like, come to like do it. Like, it just seems like so foreign to me of like, cause I'm like, what would I do with this money? Yeah, like, that's what I, you mean. know, like, like, you like they, it's like, like a interesting. Hmm.
1: I feel like it's easy to accept if you're like, I'm going to use this percentage for this, this percentage for this, yeah. this percentage for this, then have this percentage just in the bank for a bit of like safety net. And well, leverage. yeah, cause as like this sort of econ business, like
0: it would all just be like OPEX and, it would just be spending more on marking, basically. Like, it's not like we need to fucking spend a million quid on some hydrogen cell fucking like, <laughs> yeah, machine yeah, yeah. and some bullshit. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's like, it's like a nice idea. I would just have more dry powder in the bank, but all you would do is actually just spend more on marking. You'd that's probably not do it less efficiently. Anyway. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like you'd, you, you 100% would do it less efficiently. You can say you wouldn't, but then when you're actually in a position where you don't need to squeeze as much out of it, you just naturally become looser. I mean, mm. if you is look at, like, the public it? markets,
2: like, they haven't treated D C venture back companies, like, favorably. No. Oh, you know, like once, horrendous. Like, once they go out of VC <laughs> and, like, into the public markets, it's like, and that's kind of, like, I don't know, the public market is probably, like one of the truest, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Allbirds,
1: horrendous. What are the... Hims is, isn't doing Hymns well. well Hims like, is doing terribly. Boohoo, Huck Group. What are the, what are the other ones... Um, there's loads of examples there's tons. yeah there are they're so, so, so bad some of the, the valuations from when they first floated to now is so so bad horrendous yeah. <laughs> like some of the worst investments you could have made Um. yeah I think it would be as you say like it's not a bad process to go through because now if you do it again in 12 months you're going to rip through well it you're also quicker. planting a lot
0: of seeds and just yeah. build relationships and people get to know but there's never it's never time wasted definitely not and it's like a skill set in itself I think learning how to deal with like big investors and so on yeah it's very different to like you may invest in <laughs> which is what happened before
2: it's also like a whole other skill of being able to create leverage with capital like i think a lot of people think that when you get capital that instantly the the capital in your bank is now the leverage but like no. the actual skill is like creating Deploying leverage yeah. from the capital it's not having the capital in itself like the person who created capital with the leverage is the one that gave it to you yeah but yeah. it's like having the capital in itself like isn't inherently like a leverage thing
1: um It's where you deploy it and how you deploy it, through what vehicles, through what decisions that gives you the, and you need like asymmetric returns on those decisions. Yeah. If you apply it in like a linear fashion of like one-to-one return, then you've literally just burnt a load of money that you got to give them and you gave away a lot of equity for it. But if you can deploy it in the right avenues, then that's when it makes it worth it, I think. Do you think from a speed perspective, if you've got to grow a business quick, already like it makes sense, but...
2: Yeah, like Triple Will, for example, is not a bootstrap company. Like, no. for the timing and all that are kind of profitable? shit, like they needed to raise money. Are they profitable
1: now? They can't be far. They, they are. Wait, they will have needed to raise money because of like, like it's such a. I imagine it's such a. I don't know. I don't understand developments. The depth that is required to comment on, like, yeah, so d- how just much on cost. that though.
0: A good example, like, I mean, running for play now. Is there a lot of overhead? No. Or is it really a case of once you built it, it's kind of built.
2: I mean, there can be a lot of, like, it's, it all depends on like how you're acquiring customers. Right now, we're acquiring customers like super profitably. Like, we don't really run on paid. Um, it's all like a lot of
0: product led growth and like Twitter and, and Yeah, I was going like to say that actually. We haven't spoken about that at all. Like, how have you marketed it and built uh, a yeah, customer base? It, so, like, have our, you've done no paid. No paid. Actually, I
2: ran like a little bit of Google ads for a while and like it was saying that it was like driving growth, but I was like, I'm going to turn these off for a month and then growth Not stayed to the change. same. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so. Our biggest acquisition channels right now are SEO is, like, pretty good for, like, high intent keywords. So, like, when people Google, like, how to save ads from Facebook ad library, like, we're the first result. When people search, like, creative strategy, we're the first result. So, like, that's driven a little bit of growth. But the conversion rate on that stuff's not as high. Um, Working with, like, kind of, like, D2C influencers has been, like, really, really good. Building in public on Twitter. And then I, I ran, like, a survey recently amongst all of our paid subscribers. So, I wanted to just know, like where did the, pay, the people that ended up saving their credit card out come from? Um, and like twenty eight percent was like word of mouth. Yeah. And so like a significant amount of our customers came from and like even like people that say.
0: And seventy two percent was
1: the midnight pod. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Tw- yeah. Word of mouth. That's that's great. Uh, it will have been higher than that as well.
2: Yeah. That's that's a, like word of mouth as reported is always like lower than it actually is.
1: I'd call um, I'd call like Twitter isn't word of mouth, but it's effect. It's an extension of word. If of I mouth. if I take
2: if I take word of mouth as a as an answer, and then Twitter is also as an answer it's close to 50% of her mm. yeah.
1: I'd, yeah. I'd class Twitter as Twitter is people's thoughts like mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty much the like, reach on Twitter's mad as well yeah it's ridiculous I regularly
0: get like 50,000 100,000 views
1: and I've got 11k followers the way that doesn't th- exist on any other platform I, f- I find it mad the rate that he's it, 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 how, how the features that he's brought out in the time frame that he's been in that company compared to the features that, he, that, were, that were deployed on that platform before yeah as someone who uses it a lot like it's actually yeah. insane how fast he's iterating on features and bringing things to market it's pretty nuts it makes you think what the fuck were they doing to be fair the bar was pretty low yeah it was it, yeah. was, <laughs> it was it was like what the fuck were they doing They're just for... burning money and playing yeah, ping pong in a big office it, it's like god it, Like, it's just it, what he did in that company was so simple yeah. but produced such like but no one was willing to do it it's kind of crazy um, yeah it's crazy tangent I can't remember what we were saying before that I think oh, we're talking about profitability. Yeah, like, so obviously Triple Whale, if Triple Whale raised, they probably are, I don't know if they are profitable, but like with that kind of amount of users and the, the cost of the platform, it's not cheap.
2: I mean, like, to be fair, like, so Triple Whale's main focus right now isn't profitability. No, I don't it's have an access to the PNL, and l but like our, our KPIs are growth right true. now, like not profitability. Yeah, yeah, because I'm so, um, not
1: surprised at the rate they're growing and the, the valuation, it makes sense. Like yeah, we so we're growing, growing like really, really
2: fast obviously like a company like that where it's like yeah you're you know if we find a good developer we're hiring them like yeah that's kind of like the level of growth that we're at um with like foreplay it's like it's like right now it's just like me and a developer and like a few freelancers doing like random things and so on a month-to-month basis like our like our net is like even if i talk about like after paying our like everyone in the team in terms of the developer and myself like our nets over probably sixty percent after yeah. paying myself for my time and paying mm. developer for my time and like
0: all of our stuff and so yeah that doesn't exist in DTC no it yeah.
1: does the, the the num like you would never get to it doesn't that even point. exist in agencies really yeah you have oh, to be no. running a fucking a, a very efficient agency yeah. to do spend that yeah that's the thing once you get once you get SaaS profitable they can absolutely print money I guess like not to do your platform injustice but your platform compared to Triple Whale is just infinitely more simple so oh, therefore yeah. the cost of growth is infinitely high for Triple Whale but they can fund that because they've got mad product market fit yeah 7,000 e-commerce stores the data that must go through that platform is mad
2: 7,000 e-commerce stores all of their Shopify data all of their Facebook ad spend data all of their Google ad spend data like <sighs> it's like an insane
1: like disgusting AI it's like play.
2: billions and billions and billions of events that are getting tracked on the pixel yeah, like billions insane. and billions and billions a day Like,
0: do you use the
1: pixel for your agency fans? yeah so so pixel's why, interesting because why is they can't like, using it there's multiple different ways of the pixel it's like does it make make, does it make a well. big difference for you so we it's like you have to learn to use it if that makes sense so like it's not like there is no single source of data truth anymore i don't think from our perspective i don't know i don't i don't want like i'm not saying the platform because we use it across every client so it's like you have to learn how to use it in conjunction with your on-platform, in conjunction with, like, your top lines, in conjunction with your Google Analytics. It's like, it's another data point, but it's still not perfect. And it's nothing's going to be perfect because that's privacy, isn't it? Like, you're not going to get those people back fundamentally, and it's going to continue in that way. But we do use it, yeah, we use it for everybody. I think it's about, I think it's the best solution available from what's available, from not only from a date like a balance of data, UX, UI, and how easy it is to teach someone to use, which I think is undervalued. Like when you're teaching a team of 50 people to use something, it's infinitely easier than Northbeam and Statless. And again, like I'm confident that- Definitely looks better. I'm confident that, and even like, I think it's the best now, but I'm confident over a one to two year timeline, it's going to be way better than the others because it's got way more tech funding and support behind it.
2: We also have like a significant amount more customers than those people and like like i think one of the highest value things like a
1: customer feedback loop
2: is a feedback loop of just like thoughtful customers like even with foreplay it's like you would be surprised about how many people are willing to just
1: give you feedback give you the
2: most more feedback than you could have ever asked for just like randomly on like a friday night and people are just like this is what i think it should have this is the way i want to see it and it's just like okay thanks dude like a Especially early,
1: especially early adopters. I was listening yeah. to a podcast the other day, I can't remember what it was, but like there's, there's a thing called Golden Cohort in e-com. I think that was my first million again, which is like your early, your first two or three months mm. of customers mm. are called your like Golden Cohort, which I'd never actually heard of before. But they're apparently, if you actually track their LTV relative to every single customer that comes after them, they have infinitely higher LTV because they were the easiest person to convince to take the plunge on your product. Yeah. And I feel like they're the perfect people to ask for feedback and like, you're probably in that stage with foreplay right now. You're in that kind of golden cohort stage. Same with Triple Well to a degree, probably not quite. They're probably beyond that now, but like they were for a period. And they're the, and like, I'm just massive on feedback loops. I think they're the most powerful thing, whether it's creative to media buyer, whether it's, whether it's customer to, to agency whether it's like user to SaaS projects like just optimize your feedback loop and you'll make your product better and you'll also learn about what they want and you'll be able to bring out more features and more products Yeah, so Survey. a simple example for that for me
0: is i kind of fucked up the first version of the product because i put like a an artificial sweetener in it when i was claiming all natural which is just an oversight for me because i'm an idiot and then like everyone commented that oh, it's a it's got a fucking artificial sweetener when the whole brand is like natural yeah and B, it's way too sweet. So I just changed it to stevia. Then overnight, all those
1: reviews just went away. Yeah, that's one thing. And there's other things as well. But like, yeah, if you just listen to shit, I think it's also like surveying why they bought from you. Yeah, it's like fundamentally why am I? Why are they? Using I need to use tag more. You do? I, I'd never look at it because you're I've trying to build, you're trying to build that community. But it'd be really interesting to learn about like what your customer base is and why they bought. from you. Even just post, post purchase are.
0: surveys. I started like making them way more in depth yeah like how old are you um, from
2: the founder of um of superhuman you know like that email yeah. had, he has a blog post about how to find if you have like product market fit or not and he gives a he gives you a like a list of questions to ask people i can't remember them all off the top of my head but we ran it um with like all of our customers and it was just like the most insightful like yeah. survey you could have ever done and so like it was something like if if this could only have one feature and you would still pay for it, what would that one feature be? Like, if it lost one feature and you would stop mm. paying for it, what would that... Be? It's just like these very pointed questions that like, I think sometimes some of these like feedback surveys can be so broad that people are like, I don't fucking know, man. Like, just like... Yeah. Right? But if you give people like very like... Speci- and the way that this guy has constructed these answers has been like, if, if for example, it, it was like some metric that if you're over 46% on this, you probably have product market fit. And I don't remember when I ran it, we were like a little bit over that and I was like, okay, sweet. But the amount of like insight it gave us, like looking and reading those answers because they're the most pointed questions ever that like allow just like normal people who might might not be thoughtful in that instance to give you like a thoughtful response. Mm. Um,
1: You can also pull that forward. You can use it in feature development, marketing. Like if you did a survey and you found that 89% of your customers were just replacing coffee with something that didn't didn't give them jitters, then all of your resource should go into that hook and that angle. Yeah, true. I definitely see more of that. And that, like, you should make landing pages around it. That like yeah. you should make hooks and content around it. It's like that kind of small piece of data is so massive for your resource allocation mm. and how impactful that would be. But no one actually does the feedback loops. Like we have, to, we didn't for ages for the agencies either. We're trying to find out. We're asking a lot. I'm trying to do it for the essence for at the moment around like whether they're buying for themselves or gifting. Mm. How how quickly they replenish products like why they bought what was the biggest hesitation before they did stuff like that because it's really really useful But been meaning to set that up for ages like way more
0: feedback loops and shit I made this page called like the lab I yeah just you get, it up yeah, I'm just, the then I realised my type form has been on a free plan for six months <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'd hit the threshold like months ago <laughs> so I was not getting any responses Looking terrible just data classic <laughs> it was like 30 quid a month and I wasn't paying for it it's so actually fucked Where's your glass? Here. What do you guys mo? What's like? What's most like top of mind for you guys this year? <sighs> I'm I just like first. making products and making fucking movies. I'm just a. <laughs> th- that's what I enjoy the most. I'll like, yeah, do. I'll do. We've literally got a movie coming out in ten days' time. It's a ten minute film, and I'm the protagonist with this girl. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. But it's just like, why the fuck not? I w- I wanted to be a movie director when I was younger. Like so why not just actually do that with my brand and the movie's got I, I'm driving a DMC DeLorean from the Back yeah, to the Future that the, movie that's sick yeah, that's yeah cool. who the fuck does that yeah that's funny I I went to school for film that's what I went to university for
2: I, oh really yeah, yeah I wanted to but I, I wanted so to be a documentary possible. filmmaker that's what I want I just wanted to like travel and just like Whatever, but then I realized when I was at university, that I also like money and like documentary filmmaking. And money, yeah, though. exactly. I never wanted to be a starving
1: artist. Yeah. So my mate, the guy I live with, Josh, he literally is exactly what you said, but he makes loads of money. <laughs> he like right. makes film documentaries
0: for like. Actually, I, I want to do a documentary where stuff. we like follow customers for like a week using the product or some bullshit. Mm. I mean, it'd have to be kind of scripted to an extent. Yeah, like, something like that would be quite
1: cool. Like George Heaton just did a thing. Like find your
0: super fans and yeah, follow yeah. five of them for a week
1: they do that on like quite a lot of magazines George Heaton just did one with someone I can't remember where he just followed him for a day and it's like yeah but that's him not his customers yeah I know but you could do you that's what, what, I mean? what I mean like same concept that you follow someone for yeah. and you, you've proved the benefits What? but what's your biggest focus like so your biggest focus from what you just said is probably positioning yourself and hiring other people to do the other shit maybe yeah Or else yeah and probably
0: products are. there's loads of product shit I want to do um, ultimately it starts with products I think like the culture on money Twitter and so on particularly n- not so much D to C Twitter well partly that but it's just that everyone talks about marketing whereas as you've said like ultimately you can't market you can't polish a turd yeah. like there's no well, point trying to market if you haven't got a good product like it has to start there and I think a, I do have a good
1: product but I want more good products there's no better like way to increase LTV than launching into the SKU like we, we're doing like mentor pass calls for all of our team at the moment it's like a training thing have you used that? I haven't used it, i looked at it. Yeah, so one of our... I was just, We've just got to the point with some of our team members where I physically can't part any more information on them because they're probably better than I am. So I'm just like, here's some Mentor Pass credits, but calls with whoever you want. Yeah, Kenny rocks. I was, I was in Mexico just with like, him I in was just December. like, You go and speak to people who are better than me and learn. And, all, and one of the calls, one of them took a call with a guy who sold an e-com brand and bought another. Um, and he was like, he wished he'd just launched more SKUs. Because every time, like, especially in the first early parts of the business because it's from I think he said from one to five million your focus should be on one to two channels and then launching more products
0: yeah because we've had one SKU for nine months yeah. so I reckon that new SKU, which oh. is launched in nine days could completely double the business basically overnight definitely or I also more. think I think it's a better skew
1: I do as well because I think sleep's more powerful thing. and it's actually good I use it every day um, every night yeah for LTV it's massive you can you, the emails have impact but like nothing better than finding product market like fit with your customer base with a new SKU it's just instantly yeah. double like you say not double but probably massive increase and new markets like we've only been advertising
0: in the UK for nine months because we've sold worldwide but fulfilment's been fucked but now we're EU with Connor Connor's warehouse so yeah. we're going live in like Germany and shit again I think horizontal scales I mean that, that's genius. how to scale profitably so yeah it's, it's do a so million a year in ten year. countries rather than trying to do ten in one Because the economies of it just don't add up with like CAC and shit.
1: That's what we do with Tev as well. Yeah. We're trying to still scale both, but like my focus is in the agencies, I don't really do much from a day to day perspective. It's like marketing and position within the market. We've got a really good foothold in the UK in terms of like the brands we work with. And the size we are, are we yeah, how many
2: employees do you have? I see, I see like the signups come through on your team. Account. I'm like, <laughs> how many fucking people does this guy have now? We've now got
1: 32 people at Saw, Damn. and we're gonna try, we're building a creative department. So I reckon we'll get to 40 by like maybe, maybe over 40 by the end of Q2. Then the other TikTok agency's got 20 people, so we've got about 60 people all in. Damn, yeah, that is a lot. Um, 80, 80 five percent of our revenues is uk at the moment which is probably very rare for an e-commerce agency so like we're our focus is us and then also just continuing to solidify that uk position because i think like when you consume e-com information it's inherently focused on us markets and i think there's an underappreciated nuance between the uk and us from a consumer perspective from an economics perspective and just the e commerce market yeah, in the UK. I, I need, I need it's launched like, in the US as well. It's, so, it's yeah. so big, isn't it? Oh, it's so much bigger.
2: You guys don't
0: ship
1: to the US right now? I, I do, but I don't advertise there. I think it's just like incentives work better, hard selling works better. Mm. People are less skeptical. Like, you will find it so much easier to sell your products in the U- in the US probably because and there's it's also complex. Well, There's so many brands like Mudwater,
0: Everyday Dose, Four Sigmatic in America that are massive. And my idea was there's no one doing it in the UK basically, so I just brought it over to the UK, did it my way. But I guess it's been proven in America, so there's obviously a big pie there. Yeah, so hundred percent, probably doing both, but just one at a
1: time in it. Like EU first made sense in my mind because it's, it's completely open. Just, it's hard to think how it's it's almost like hard to conceptualize how much bigger the US market is. Like ten times bigger in it. It's, it's not quite, even it's yeah. not even ten times, but even like when you look at the incomes at the top end, the the like the people who are interested in certain things it's like exponentially bigger yeah like people like endure like I don't know we've just started working with an endurance brand in the US if you compare the people doing endurance athletics in the UK to the US it'll be a hundred times bigger in the US not like 10 times mm. just because of that that's just the market isn't it and um, yeah it's and those, those, those two focuses and then just trying to build a team for Tev we're just about to get an office in London is that why Connor was in london yesterday and fred so i'm in 180 house yeah we just got, we're just wearing a synergy might, hoodie might be getting an office in 180 house but i'm not confirmed yet oh really we're gonna build yeah. a team i think like that would be a sick location we've got really good logistics and cost of labor etc where we are in ireland but like the talent if you want to build like a world-class marketing team in europe london's the only place you can do it really five people in london could probably produce the right. same output of 20 people in the place where we've got the logistics mm. in it was it.
2: interesting we have such an over-index of customers in um, in like Denmark and Germany it's like the weirdest thing I'm like is agencies because it's all, and it's all agencies it's like probably like one-third of our customers really? and I'm just like that's the fucking like and so it must just be like a really like
1: there is quite a lot of like if you went like the, thinking about Geek out the Geek cards we went to there's a lot of Germans there. yeah there was a tons lot of, of Germans, Germans. there's a lot of Germans and a lot of them are pretty like Gem, like Jem guy, yeah. for example. Um, yeah, he was meant to come on the pod, but he flew to Dubai when I was in Bali. Like he's a, he's a good operator. He's doing some numbers. He's a nice guy as well, but yeah. he, like him and all his network, like he's got a pretty big network of e-commerce operators in Germany, like Carl, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: was um, surprised by it. How about you? Yeah. What's what yours? are you focusing on? Um, given the, the coffee, podcast the is
2: about, about you. you. <laughs> coffee table books only on Sundays. <laughs> um, so right now
1: it's... That could uh, be his name. It's like
2: honestly yeah. like, finding some more like growth channels. Yeah. Um, or for like copy bit only on Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to find like a scalable growth channel. Yeah. Which like I don't... It's funny. I was like talking to like Noah about this like last, last night. It's like, I feel like that's always like the what we want. But like with SaaS, it's not necessarily like as clear as like, oh, you're going to find a channel. And like, to be fair, like not that many softwares like grow using like meta and stuff like that. So... But like, I don't know, finding more predictable growth or at least things we can like, Because right now we've got like a good amount of profit that like yeah. I would love to have like a channel to put it into, but like it just it doesn't, it doesn't exist for us right now. So finding that um, and then also like eliminating some of the platform risk for the business. So like a lot of our value comes from like the existence of Facebook ad library, a lot of our value comes existence of like TikTok. Yeah. Um, and so with that is like building a lot more features into the brief side of things and like workflow features um and so yeah finding like yeah discovering more growth and eliminating platform risk and just like making it just more of a stable business are like the two things that are like the most most top of mind um and then yeah like starting to think about how i want to like build a team and like how big we want to build it and all that kind of stuff
1: nice do you have a team under at triple Whale? is it just you, let me no, show sure. you
2: so when we when i started at triple Whale, we started building a team underneath me it very clearly became like like very early on it very much became like I, I shouldn't really have a team yeah um and so like i'm kind of part of this team in triple well called like commando where we kind of just like are like
1: build something we quick. build stuff quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so i, that. I help very much, much with like the working.
2: storytelling and yeah and like positioning of the product and like the design of the product um and then just like getting it to market as quick as possible yeah. um and i if i were to like yeah, it just, like, works out super well that way. Like, if it was anything else, like, I I probably wouldn't still be there.
1: You um pump out features so quick.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm, mean, like, we're working on, like, a lot of, like, really interesting, like, stuff with AI right now, which is just, like, super fun to work on, because it just feels you're kind of contributing to, like, the future in a way. Yeah, forefront
1: um, of, like, very innovative. I paid yeah. for, like,
0: 500 fucking AI pictures of myself the other day. Yeah, I saw there's That's a on Twitter. Yeah, Have you guys played with
2: Mind Journey or Mid Journey yet? What's that? It's, like, a... Dude, you'd fucking love it because like you can just like type in the most detailed generative Is that like dolly? it's like oh, yeah. dolly but it's oh. been completely trained for like digital art um
0: i haven't heard of my so, journey
2: i'll show yeah so it's a you go in with, and you connect it to a discord channel and so you interact with it via discord and so you can just like write out the most descriptive thing you want it shoots it out it shoots you four four different options you can i've definitely seen this Dude, I like went down a rabbit hole the other day and I was just like making so much cool shit. Like my one friend has a company called Wizza and it's like an email, uh, email scraping platform. And it's like their whole thing is like a wizard. And I type in like wizard working on a computer with glowing coming from his computer, um, hyper realistic, cinematic with bokeh. And like it spit out the most beautiful and, and I was like per, and then it was like purple theme and it spit out like the most beautiful shit ever. And I was just like,
1: fuck, like I think yeah. I've seen them on Twitter people being like McDonald's on Mars, not to be like no one yeah. near oh, as complex God. as your example, but like it's just like yeah. these mad restaurants. Although like, even
2: for concept art, it's yeah, just like
1: one of them was like night concept stores. Um th- throughout the Milky Way mm. or something. And it was like I one saw on one. Pluto, one on Uranus, <laughs> no. one on like Mars. And it was just sick, um, but it's mad. Yeah,
2: What could- I've actually been using it for recently is um, I'm like a big believer in like vision boarding and like envisioning your future and just like, yeah, being like very clear on that whenever you're like living your life. Um, so i've been using it to create generative like ai pictures of myself in the future of like things i want <laughs> or like you just like very interesting things good of,
1: like that's a great idea i'm, I'm get, getting on
2: this straight after this You the oh, it's, yeah. it's it's fucking awesome like like recently i made one like i've always wanted does
0: it know your face
2: so no like
0: can you upload your face or what
2: there's there's obviously like other like those tools that do the ai face generation but this mid journey yeah, one like, you kind of just doing. have to describe like a general like kind of like Personally, what you yeah. and it doesn't look like 100 like me or whatever but like for me it was like i always wanted to growing up i always wanted to be like uh like a race car driver and so like for me like when i look at my futures like i want to like have like a whenever i have kids like i want to like have him like start go-karting super early and like that's whatever so i have like yeah. ai generate this like photo of me like coaching my son <laughs> and just like little because i just think like getting the yeah. visual at least for me it's just like the most powerful thing to like incentivize yeah. like action in your own life and that's be a, like
1: that's a great way of using it to be fair oh it's, it's like of part it.
2: of me was like fuck I don't want to build an AI tool that's like visionboard.ai <laughs> <I agree. laughs> that's a good I'm idea and just
1: fucking it's really good someone's idea.
0: gonna yeah someone's gonna do that right final question which I ask everyone which is very cliche but if you had three bits of advice for your I don't know 16, 18 year old self in hindsight mm-hmm. what would it be? um I think it would be
2: like trust your gut has been like something that's like came up. All- and I look retrospective in life every time I like, go with my gut, it ends up being something I don't regret. It's like when I try to like overanalyze shit is like usually when hmm. I'll find a situation in which I don't have, I don't love the outcome. Um, and like l- for me, like lean into like the chip on your shoulder, like, and don't like try to fix it. Like I've went through like a few periods in my life where i tried to like fix the chip in my shoulder because that's what people told me i should do mm. um but i think at the current time of life it's just like no like lean into that and just like you get a lot of value out of or like you get a lot it's of like fulfillment competitive
1: advantage almost and competitive
2: yeah. advantage and just like even fulfillment of like that's yeah you don't need to fix that part of yourself um and that's a good one to be honest better than a lot of the ones we've had here. <laughs> <laughs> um and like I think earlier on in my life I was like a lot less patient, but there's like a lot of like value that comes with patience, especially when creating value for like a marketplace. I think you can like often look at people that like whatever, they're making like a ton of cash when they're like nineteen or like twenty, like inherently like those people don't actually create like a ton of value in the marketplace. Mm-hmm.
1: He's and got so. you, you parted a good saying on me a long time ago which was patient in the macro impatient in the micro yeah like impatient day to day but patient on the longer time horizon which right. I think is a really no, good way really of good. looking at it.
0: yeah I think it's very true yeah any closing remarks we could probably go on for three hours but people <laughs> can stop watching at that point
1: I don't think so that's nothing for me. if my people side. want to use foreplay I give them a discount yeah. code yeah, what Mid- you it got... Mid-
0: midnight. Okay, like yeah, we'll chuck, we'll chuck that. We'll chuck, Yeah, I guess closing remark. We'll chuck that in the in the description to see if there's actually any audience of value watching this shit. <laughs> <laughs> or if they just laugh. If you think you're watching. a value, <laughs> yeah. if you've made
1: it to the end of the party use code midnight. Yeah, and that's yeah. good for like dropshippers as well, right? It's perfect for all that shit. Oh yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's it's cheap to the value. Like if you're a dropshipper, most of your leverage comes from creating good ads. Yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd almost say it's probably most valuable. To either a creative agency or a dropshipper, because that's where your leverage comes from. It's and it's and the cost that you're gonna put down to use it in your day-to-day workflow is so minimal compared to the output you're gonna get for it. So
2: yeah, we got some DJ and dropshippers like selling <laughs> dick pills, dude. Some of the stuff I see getting saved in discovery, like people selling dick pills, and <laughs> legit. Dude, out, dude, you know, dude there's legitimate people getting ads passed on Facebook that are straight porn. Like shit, like yeah, like there's got to
0: be some like AI thing that's getting that through. Or they just like
2: know someone or like yeah. paying someone off or some shit. Or I'm like, how the fuck are like see, skincare brands are having issues running ads? How the fuck yeah. are
0: these people running like dick yeah. pill ads to like porn? Uh, like? Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so if you're selling dick pills, use foreplay. Yeah, yeah, use foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the conclusion. And on that bombshell cheers for watching the pod as always weekly episodes 2023 I've set a lofty goal of a certain subscriber amount which I'm not going to say yeah we're (laughs) going to actually do a full year of episodes last year I did did and then sort of didn't for like six weeks and then it lost a bit of momentum and I wasn't sure about the pod but we're back on it it's going to be a new location soon as well with some big guests coming Um, subscribe as always cheers for watching peace